0: Good evening everybody. My name is Craig Schneider. That on the opposite side of the glass from me is my esteemed co-host Kip Fisher and we are joined by uh, an Ezra Zion Kyle sandwich right in the middle of the video feed. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for attending episode number 14 of Half Ashed. How are we this evening?
1: We are great. I don't know about the sandwich thing but uh, I'm going to go with it because I'm sure that's probably the first of many awkward moments tonight. And uh- that's, that's, I, I just know that going in That's
2: cool. and that is the third of many awkward moments tonight
0: <laughs> yes if you if you uh, are wondering how in the heck we already have three awkward moments that just means you need to tune in live for the broadcast before we uh, publish the podcast ladies and gentlemen Head yeah. on over to SigFed this is uh, one raucous ride so far and it's going to be a good evening for the rest of it so thanks yep. for being here liquor,
1: lots cool. of liquor
0: that's what makes it happen.
1: Get an early start, shows great.
2: Well, get a that, get a baseline going, and you're good to go all night.
0: The uh, the voice you don't recognize is the gentleman I referred to as Kyle Sandwich earlier. That's uh, <laughs> Mister Kyle Hoover from Ezra Zion and Cigar Federation. Who we most certainly appreciate for being here this evening. And uh, if you're unfamiliar with his personality and shenanigans, I can describe it rather briefly and easily. He's going to fit right in with our craziness. So nice. <laughs> we're uh we're all lined up and or teed up. Yeah, let's say teed up. It's almost golf weather. For a perfect show this evening. One we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about our cigar of the week. The brand new limited Ezra Zion Tantrum.
2: Yeah, I'll go with the golf thing. I don't play golf. I uh I have ridden in the golf cart a couple of times with the other guys who were just to smoke cigars and make fun of them.
1: But you know, we're- <laughs> Are we are we smoking? I didn't know if we we're going to wait to light up, but I'm no, uh, you guys.
2: I'm lighting this
1: very second. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to light. I'm going to attempt to cut and light on air, which means yeah. that my my lighter won't work. Watch.
0: You know what that means, Kyle? Uh. That means that means you're amateurish. Come dude. on, dude. Jeez. Oh man, I uh I have to say I I admit I lit up well before we even started the show here. I was uh anxious. I have a couple different versions, or a couple different...
2: Uh... Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. What Go are ahead.
0: you doing over there? <laughs> right <in> my cigar. <laughs> I have uh, a couple different samples here of this tantrum, and so I plan on smoking this one through and lighting up number two right away. Oh, there it goes. Oh, okay. uh, that's fantastic. A lovely lighter soundtrack to the show. <laughs> Well, Kyle's lighting up. Kip, uh, I see you already did light up. I'm approaching the second third already of mine. You uh, you want to uh, maybe start us off with a few quick thoughts about this bad boy here, Kip?
2: Yeah, I'm all of a puff and a half into it. It's, I mean, it's been all of 12 <laughs> seconds into the, the cigar. Hey, come on. Jeez. But I definitely get the tantrum thing. This is a spicy kind of smoke on the first few puffs, I can tell you that.
0: Yeah, I'd have to say uh I'd have to say halfway through the first third it continued in with a rather significant amount of spice. Holy guacamole and makes sense that it's named Tantrum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Get your sinuses nice and cleaned out for the next one. Yep.
0: Yeah, I uh I I've been smoking this for about a half an hour or so and I've spent about 29 of those minutes trying to figure out what that spice reminded me of. And uh, it's it's quite reminiscent of spice you find in food. Um, almost like a, a horseradishy spice, although it definitely doesn't have that flavor. It's just that's how it permeates the, the, the nostrils. I love it.
1: That's actually a really, really good way to say that. Wasabi. It's, it's horseradishy up in the nostrils. It's not like a jalapeno spicy, but it's, uh, I don't want to say effervescent, but, I mean, yeah, it's, that's, Craig, a good way to describe that.
2: It's volatile.
1: Volatile. I,
0: I actually think effervescent is a pretty good term. I mean, besides sounding, you know, effeminate French. and kind of. Besides
1: sounding
2: French.
0: Yeah, I, I, it gets the point across and what it's supposed to mean. Right. It's like uh, uh, Perrier for your nose.
1: I like. I do like Perrier. Perrier is good. Yeah.
0: I I drink uh, mineral water or um, club soda or or just sparkling water all the time with a cigar. I love it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, this cigar, it, um, you know, not to not to cast an incorrect shadow on this thing at all, saying that it's all spice, no flavor. There is a ton of gorgeous sweetness to it. Um, very milk-chocolatey, but not in a heavy kind of full sort of way. That sweet kind of Hershey's milk-chocolatey flavor to go along with it. I had... Uh, absolute without question ginger flavor as well Um, a lot going on here in uh, such a small ring gauge this is a 44 ring right
1: yes this is a 44 by 4.4 4.44 right well you know what it was 4.44 but on the box we just put 4.4 but yeah kip has a little insider information it is 4.44 So I'm
2: digging, you, I'm digging out the micrometer on this joker, and verify I'm getting what I'm yeah, well, for. It.
1: We'll see, we'll see if the factory did what they were supposed to do, I guess, but um, <laughs> there, I got, I actually got the box here so we can, we can verify. Let's see. Hey, 4.44. <laughs> and the name of the size, we're calling it prensado Pequeño because I don't know if you can see it on the screen or not, but it is a little, it's a little prensado press.
2: Yeah, we uh, talked about that a little earlier that, you know, if if you had made this more like a 38 ring or something, this would have qualified for our newly coined Vitola, the the Demi-Lance.
1: Demi-Lance? Yeah, I'm
2: I'm going to trademark that.
1: I was going to say, you better hurry because I know a guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I
0: seriously think you should, Kip. That would be pretty cool. A Demi-Lance arrow or a Demi-Lance would be a, a, a really cool thing to uh, add to the repertoire of half-assed. What do you say?
2: <laughs> you know what? I actually went and googled that after we came up with that a couple weeks ago and as far as I can tell, no cigar is called that. It, it actually was something. It's a little half-lance for jousting a thousand years ago.
0: Really? Wow. That's pretty uh, pro. Yeah, that is pretty pro. I am that's quite like, impressed.
1: You're like a medieval genius. <laughs> <laughs> that's a That's that's a play on words. That just happened.
0: I yeah, uh, see what you, uh, what you yeah, did I, there.
1: I'm bringing it tonight. I'm. I'm
0: bring- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, not to not to put you on the spot here, but let's see if you can bring this. What uh, <laughs> w- what info you want to give us about this cigar? I know uh, that mm-hmm. wrapper is just about the most gorgeous wrapper I've seen on a smoke. I love yeah. a wrapper that that doesn't look like it was. Doesn't look like it was painted on. Looks like it's got some thickness to it, some flavor, some character, but it's really consistent. Got a gorgeous sheen, and uh, just an incredible silkiness to it. This is really a beautiful cigar for me. What is yeah. the wrapper?
1: Uh, the wrapper is a very fine, very rare Corojo.
0: I love it. Yeah, uh... and
1: uh, again, yeah, you're showing the cigar there. I mean, there's, I mean, almost no veins in this thing. Uh, the the flavor on it is just absolutely just ridiculous, and um, you know the kind of the, kind of our idea behind the tantrum. I'll tell you this backstory so I can kind of get to the wrapper. Um, we had to, or our initial idea was, you know, for a smaller ring gauge cigar, but we wanted to make it something that was going to be, uh, you know, full bodied uh, cigar, but it wasn't going to be full bodied to the point of being a pepper bomb that was unbalanced, and tasted like a coyote came and just dropped Duke in your mouth. That's a bad thing.
0: <laughs> Thanks that's, for well, specifying that. Well,
1: and, but, you know, I say that because that's literally how the three of us get together and, and uh, talk. For those of you who aren't familiar, uh, there's two other um, gentlemen who are partners in Ezra Zion, Chris and Alan, the Don, um, who couldn't be with us tonight. But, uh, yeah, that's our kind of our internal jargon we use. Um, so the... You know, that was kind of the idea behind the project. And, uh, you know, the name Tantrum, uh, we can talk about that later. But we wanted something that was strong. So we went down to Nicaragua, and uh, we found some very, very old, very limited uh, Lajero. And uh, it just was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, the trick with Lajero is getting it to burn, right? So there's so much Lajero in this cigar, uh, uh, it's just if i if i told you the percentage you you would it would be like whoa what what are what, what, you guys are crazy um hmm. so the the trick was to balance that out like you like you were saying Craig and get a complexity of the cigar that was the depth of complexity that that we want in our product line as and as a resilient cigar so the trick was taking that really great laharo and we're talking laharo that's aged i won't specify between 5 and 7 years very old Lajero, um, very rare Lajero, and that's why we came out with we're coming out with fifteen hundred boxes only as a limited run, um, because we probably aren't gonna have that Lajero forever. So
0: Well I uh, am I, I, yeah. I really respect the fact that you guys came out and said we're not going to publish the age. We will just tell people that it's somewhere between five and seven, which makes it really difficult for those of us with a first grade education to understand that it could be something Maybe, I don't know, six? That's spectacular. And right now, you want to reach through the camera and slap me around, don't you?
1: Well, not more than usual. But uh, (laughs) because there's different Lajeros from different parts that are in here that are from, that are, yeah. It's not just all one thing. So that's why.
0: I'd rather assume that you just didn't want to tell us the age, if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is it's uh it's a pretty fun cigar to get into it's got a lot of personality to it you know you you know right off the bat that it's one of those cigars where oh i think i'm going to pay attention to this bad boy this is pretty uh this is a ride exactly
1: exactly and uh i mean just like you said to be able to sit down and smoke the cigar and take you know 40 45 minutes with it um we wanted to we wanted to condense everything down in, a, a big cigar into a concentrate i guess if you will and uh Make it, a, you know, a full-bodied cigar, but a full-flavored cigar that would intrigue your palate. You know, just like if you smoke the, you know, the the Jean-Mais-Vu, what used to be Inception, or you know, any of our other cigars. Uh, you know, we want to have that balance, that complexity, and uh, you know, we hate one-dimensional, even two-dimensional cigars. So that was the thing. We wanted to take you on a journey. We wanted it to be something that's going to be an experience, and and you know, be the kind of quality that 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 we make.
0: So, How many, pretty proud yeah. of it. Kip, how many weeks ago did we smoke that uh, that um, MacNoodle Cru Royale, the unbanded um, from uh, DC? Was that two weeks ago or three?
2: Uh, it was no more than two.
0: Well, I, I, you know, he just said that we wanted it to be a smaller cigar, so it was concentrated. I mean, it just like boom right away. It's just a hundred percent. I could not agree with that more. I, I think that that the general public is going to soon realize that, well, and a lot of people already have, but they're going to continue to realize that by shrinking down that ring gauge, you're not losing flavor or restricting that smoking experience. You're concentrating it, man. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you do you water down, you buy your whiskey, you pour it in a glass and then you cut it with half water? No, you, you drink it. You maybe put, you know, a, a couple drops of water in it if it's cask strength or you have it. Neat, you know, you you pour it in a glass and you go to town with it, and that's what, what smoking one of these cigars is it's a smaller ring gauge, bam! It just hits you right when you light this bad boy up, and you know that this is a cigar you're going to enjoy, and that is absolutely concentrated.
2: Yeah, I, I'm just as a side note, guys, I'm muting in and out. I have apparently some jack wagon in the neighborhood decided to shoot fireworks tonight. <laughs>
0: How dare he do that when we're recording?
2: Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. It's, you know, it's a big holiday today. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: it's all right. You could tell Christy to call the cops.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's pretty funny.
2: I'm actually really digging the the uh, the size myself. I, I'm not a big ring kind of guy. I, I this is this is perfect for me. Not quite a demi lance, but it'll 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 be it's, good.
1: It's the the precursor prototype to the demi lance. <laughs> it's so a let me, step in the right direction. Exactly.
0: Let me ask the question: What's the what's the impetus for the box press? Is that uh, just personal preference from you guys, or were you going for something? Did you have something in your mind that that really would kind of capture for you? Uh,
1: you know, we yeah personally we all like a soft box press, you know, and we're not real big fans of the sharp corner kind of a thing, but sure. um, you know, so yeah, it does start as a personal preference um, to us. It just, it just is a more elegant product. We like, you know, and I know this term sounds gross, but the mouthfeel of the cigar, you know, in a, in a soft box press. Um, so, you know, you're going to see more of our blends and, you know, the blends that are coming out in the future. Um, the majority of them are going to have that. Uh, you know, we're always going to keep a standard Robusto size, you know, 50 ring gauge, it'll be round. Um, so we're not just going to go <laughs> exclusively to that. But, I mean, it's just, it's the look of the product. And, and I mean, you know, it's, I guess when you make cigars, you kind of get to do what you want. So no no real big mystery there.
0: Amen. <laughs> hey, I love it. Well, I know, uh, Kip, I'll, I'll leave the question to you, but there's one in here that, uh, you know, you're saying, it, begging the question, dot, dot, dot. I want to hear the answer. So why don't you go right ahead and get into that? If you don't <laughs> mind me... uh <laughs> Leave me uh, like this.
2: Not at all. Let me find what question you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> the
1: first question in the show Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, well, I'm not looking at the show. Here, I'll I'll read the email and see. Uh, it's not in there. No, I
2: was kidding. Uh Yeah, we talked about the size, the 4.44-ish by 44 and all the fours and and wondered why you didn't make them in boxes of 44.
1: Ah, shoot, now you bring that up. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea.
2: Well, you, you, the production would work out great. You, you, it was, I think, 1,500 boxes of 28, so that's 42,000 cigars. You make a couple thousand more and do 1,000 boxes of 44, and, and you have a complete cigar.
1: Kip, that's why That's why you got your own show.
2: You, you know, and, and to... Uh, and and to make forty four of them fit in the box, you could have made them a, 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 to be demi lances, and then you could have got them in there. Oh, jeez,
0: he has got all the answers, doesn't Dude, he? Yeah, you're a, like a cigar guru. You're a cigar guru.
1: <laughs> um, you know they come in boxes of twenty eight, um, and everything and all of the box, so everyone can see it. Uh, everything that we're putting out, uh, you know, we originally started with the the inception, which was changed to Jeanne Vu in a 12 count box. Um, and, uh, everything is going to be going to 21 count boxes. And, uh, you know, the reason we're doing that, uh, is because, you know, when we, when we sit down to do business, we think about everybody else and how we can serve everybody else, customers, retailers. I mean, we just, if we can be a blessing, we're all, we're all Christian guys. And, and, you know, we believe that if we can serve people, then that is, that will mean that we are successful. You know, And so talking to retailers, the feedback that we got from every single one is shelf space is a premium, and if you can make that footprint lighter, then that's going to be good for us. Uh, so the 12-count wide boxes uh, will be more square, and they will be three rows of seven. It's a much better presentation. I won't give it all away um, because we'll send out tweets and, and we'll, we'll put out pictures and stuff. But uh, there, it's a much better presentation. And the reason we did 28-count boxes instead of 44 is because for some reason, Alan has like OCD, I think, and everything has to be divisible by seven in the in the box count. But then the ring gauge had to be forty-four by four point four four. Why? Because <laughs> he's the dawn. I don't know.
2: Yes, he, he has CDO rather than OCD. It's just like OCD. It's only it's in alphabetical order. The way it ought to. <laughs> the way it ought to be.
0: Uh, well, we've mentioned a couple times uh your business partners um uh Chris and the Don the but, uh why don't you uh talk a little bit about them talk a little bit about why uh you two guy or you three guys excuse me uh kind of formed this partnership and how it evolved i know uh you know we've we've been talking here for a few months, but uh, I'm sure that that I'd love to hear a little more about it, and so would the listeners
1: sure and i I would welcome the opportunity to talk about those guys behind their back that would be. A <laughs> Um, so, in fact, coming up to do the show, uh, my wife said, well, you know, Chris isn't going to be there, so I can't, I guess you can't make fun of Chris, and I said, well, I guess that's what you think, because that's going to happen. <laughs> that's going to happen.
0: He, he expects no. it, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, no, uh, uh, it, but in all seriousness, uh, Alan and the Don and, uh, and Chris, uh, I mean, we're, we're like brothers, you know, uh, they're the greatest guys, I can't speak highly enough about. Him. I respect the heck out of them, um, men of integrity, just uh, just just great gentlemen. So it's an honor to be in business with them. It really is. Um, this just I can't speak highly enough about them. So to get all that stuff out of the way, uh, there was this one time. No, I won't, I won't do that. In band camp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, for those of you who don't know, um, you know Alan is. Uh, you know we call him the international man of mystery. Uh, he is uh, a very, very accomplished entrepreneur, um, and uh, I, I keep telling him he needs to write a book because the adventures that he's had on his life or in his life—I uh, mean, it, at least a book—and and probably to do justice to humanity, needs to be a book and a movie. It's just—it's—it's it's great. <laughs> I'll let him tell the stories when he comes on, but I mean, the guy is just—he's just an absolute riot to hang with. Uh, Chris, uh, former Marine, uh, former police officer um, just heart of gold, you know, both of them are family men. And, uh, you know, he, Chris is, uh, it's, it's good to have a Marine on the team cause he's, he's Mr. Get it done. So <clears throat> if we're ever kind of slacking off, I mean, he, he lets us know he cracks the whip pretty good. But, uh, you know, I wish, I wish they were here because, uh, it's just fun to hang with them and, and, uh, talk with them and get their take on the cigars. And, you know Alan will inevitably within 30 minutes of starting the show pull out his phone and start showing you pictures of the food that he ate you know that night and in New York or wherever he's at <laughs> uh, so yeah it's a lot of fun follow him on Twitter
0: <laughs> very cool you guys uh, obviously uh, your first foray into the world of cigars was cigar Federation and uh, yeah. you are our gracious hosts and I just think that it stands to be uh commented here that you know there's no there's no sponsorship going on. I mean we've made note of it numerous times on our show. Um this is not uh this is not a, a mutual business relationship where we're being compensated financially or with cigars or anything like that. This is that uh you know we're guys who, who are buddies who enjoy each other's company and as you three uh <laughs> You three, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe you three amigos, but you three guys have got a great friendship, you uh, uh, have got a good history with Kip, knew that we were doing something and thought that it was a a great opportunity for all of us to sit here and involve ourselves with like-minded people with integrity, and so we thank you for that and um, certainly want to offer up any of our listeners, if you haven't been to Cigar Federation, head on up there, see what the brainchild of these three bad boys was uh, before it was Ezra Zion, It's, uh, it's a great location. Uh, the finest cigar social media location. How does that sound?
1: I I would not argue with that at all.
0: <laughs> I
1: think that was a very accurate assessment. Um, yeah, dude, you hit the nail on the head. You know, and it's it's funny because, you know, a, a lot of people, you know, probably think that there's some sort of you know business thing, and you know, we we host this, and so therefore you put us on and you push our product, and you know, everybody in the cigar industry. People up from the outside would look in and say, okay, well, this manufacturer is a competitor with this manufacturer. But it's really not like that. It's – I mean, it is a – it's a brotherhood. It's a fraternity and, I mean, I guess a sisterhood for the the ladies who smoke because they do smoke. Um, That's very cool. But, uh, you know, it's about – it's about doing what we're doing right here. You sit around. You smoke a cigar. It's a relational product. You know, you hang out. You have fun. And uh, you just enjoy life. It's one – it's an affordable luxury. Dude. Yeah. Do do your thing. Play on, playa. Look at that.
0: Hey, it's our show. I can pour myself a drink. <laughs> darn it.
1: Here, right. Me too. I got half an hour.
0: Wow. Yeah. Go oh, bigger. Go I, home,
1: dude. It, hey, so that's how I roll. So I was telling the guys before we went live, Chris had this brilliant idea to get Ezra Zion mugs. The only thing. He is he put the he put the logo in the front like that. So when I'm drinking it, all you can see is the wing. So if I you know if I'm gonna plug Ezra Zion then I have to drink it like this. Which <laughs> which I'm which I'm just not gonna do. That ain't gonna happen. It's uh, long on a couple of different levels. So
0: one day when, when Ezra Zion is the new uh, Arturo Fuente cigars, they uh, you've you've achieved the pinnacle of uh Uh, cigar recognition that's going to be a collector's item that only a select few of you will will have the opportunity to uh to own yeah
1: jacked up mugs i uh, i
0: I keep by my side when i'm doing the show the the arm patch the never installed arm patch for the very very famous watch cigar radio (laughs) Uh, oh that's great the only error ever in the uh, the dog watch cigar radio patches that that stays with me as a constant reminder of sometimes your your silly mistakes can be your greatest uh, triumphs and something that you hold on so yeah, that's,
2: that's not a mistake that's just not the title of the show it's a command you need to watch cigar <laughs> <That's> radio
0: right
1: <laughs> see that's an imperative. But,
0: but that's my point. It's it's one of those completely unintended consequences being uh, uh being a spectacular benefit to you. How's that sound? Yeah,
2: so, you just gotta make make the best of what you got.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, hey, you love know
2: it. What?
1: I, Craig, I like what you said about
2: being the Arturo Fuente
1: of cigars someday. And and I'll know I have arrived at that point when Kip gets an Ezra Zion logo tattooed on his arm, and from then oh. on you're gonna have
2: to call me Kyle Lito. Both my arms, both my my arms are covered. It'll have to be a tramp stamp or something, I guess. Hey, what? Hey, that'll work. <laughs>
1: that'll work. Cause everywhere we go, we'll be like, "Hey, Kit, pull your shirt up and show them that tramp stamp, man." <laughs>
2: that uh, might just, as well
1: be a bullseye.
2: I just got kind of a weird look from the wife over that. I think she's, we might have. What I'm i think we might have awkward moment
0: number four, ladies and gentlemen. Good. I,
1: was I was trying. I was trying.
0: Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs>
1: Uh, but we digress, folks.
0: Well, I think the uh, the last item here that I want to uh, catch you off guard with and make you feel uncomfortable and hopefully slip up and share information that's breaking news on our lovely show uh, is that I believe there's two more blends coming out at IPCPR under the Ezra Zion name. Is that not the case?
1: That is the case, yep. <clears throat> so we will roll into IPCPR with uh, a total of five blends. Um the other ones are currently in production. Um, I'm not at liberty to say uh, at this point yet what they are.
2: Come um, on, you're 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 one of the owners. What do you mean you're not at liberty to say? Dude, Chris will hit me. Chris will hit me,
1: <laughs> and Chris hits really hard. He's like a marine, and he could like kill you with his pinky. I mean, he's that guy.
2: He so, he, he likes to know, shoot too. Uh, I I look a- at I look at Chris all
1: the time and just do this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you should do that one you're holding up that Ezra Zion coffee mug.
1: Yeah, hey, Chris. Hey, good Good work, buddy. Good work. Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. Uh, I, I, speaking to Chris, we were doing a hangout one afternoon, and we're sitting there talking, and he just goes, hang on a second, and he stands up and walks out of the, the view of the camera, and I hear several gunshots. <laughs> yeah. And he comes back. He's like, okay, I'm good now. I had to kill a couple of armadillos that wandered into this yard.
1: Yeah, Jeez. yeah. He lives yeah. on a ranch, and that's how we get such wonderful barnyardy flavor and as in Esmeralda's ears. He's from in the barn. I'm not joking, man. I am not joking. Oh, uh, I, th-
2: I thought you meant the armadillo. I, I oh no, dude.
1: Those are like <laughs> diseased, and those are nasty little creatures. So.
2: Uh, possum on the half shell. Yeah, exactly.
0: So for uh, for what you cannot say about the the upcoming two release. Pieces that will be unveiled at IPCPR. Is there any information that can be shared, or shall we all to, just wait and wonder? To,
1: um, we could come back on, uh, just do maybe a little five-minute thing, maybe you know next month or something like that. Uh, that would be cool. Um, I can tell you that <clears throat> uh, the other two blends that we we're coming out with this year, we are uh, we're doing something we've never done before. So it's going to be very cool. I am extremely excited about it. I just I just hit up Alan today uh, because he's got a whole owner's order of our new stuff, and I'm like, dude, did you mail that out yet? Because I think you're smoking my part, and that's kind of <laughs> messed up. So because you know what, that he would do that. He would he, he would he would no he wouldn't. But uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I want to tell you everything. See, that's the problem. I totally just want to tell you everything because you guys are my friends. But um, you know, we're real excited about it, and we're using some great tobaccos that uh, we've never used before, and uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. So uh, we're very proud of them. And and uh, as soon as I can tell you, I will tell you.
2: Okay, cool. We'll quit harassing you a little bit, but I'll keep coming back to it. <laughs> Don't in do the that. Coming days. But I, I, Just to go back for one second to uh, my muted moments with the fireworks going off like some crazy wild monkey over here. Um, you were said, said you were going to change up the packaging. You're not going to do away with the window lock on the Reagan boxes, are you? Because that's the coolest thing I've seen in a long time.
1: No, that's something that we're not doing away with. Um, we actually did send out a tweet uh, showing that bo- those boxes, Kip. I think you need to follow our Twitter feed a little closer, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh monitor that every every second of every day. Um but no, we uh we redesigned those boxes for the for the cigars to lay uh horizontally. Um, so that's one of the changes that we're making. They look extremely cool. But that window is now instead of being on the top of the box will be on the side. And uh that's something that actually Alan uh designed that box, went down to um, the factory and designed that and uh it was his brainchild and has I won't say who, but there's a few manufacturers this year that we Either saw their boxes in production or were told that copied that window, and you know maybe someone's out there that has already done it. I never have seen it before, but it's kind of like becoming a thing now, so
2: yeah, I had never seen it in the past nineteen or twenty years. I've been buying cigars but and uh, but I thought it was the coolest thing I'd seen in a long long time,
1: yeah, it really is and 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 hat tip to Alan, I mean, like I said, these guys we i mean we joke and we have a, a heck of a lot of fun, but i mean we these guys are great, great businessmen and uh, creative entrepreneurs, and, and uh, it's, it's great to work with them.
0: Well, we're enjoying this cigar. I know uh, we've both commented or shared numerous times on uh, some previous episodes of Half Ash that we've certainly enjoyed the uh, the other blends that you guys have put out, no doubt. So we'll anxiously await uh, those other two and add them to the, the whole uh, family of Ezra Zion smokes for a, uh, a lovely uh, full line uh, representation of five different blends it should be a pretty good one
2: yeah and speaking just back to the tantrum for a minute uh, about um i don't know 3 quarters of an inch into it this thing the spice radically altered for me and it went to less of that uh, zing in the nose and a little little i guess a little less for less fur, less. I just went Texan on you. <laughs> not as uh, not as opposite ended on the spectrum from the sweetness. I mean, it, it kind of. It, I don't. Want, I don't want to say it lowered in intensity, but it it changed a lot, and, and it was a little a little rounder to through the nose rather than that little hit you.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things that that we blend on purpose to do. <clears throat> I'll give you a little secret. Um, is that first light-up and that first half-inch, inch of a cigar is a really big deal to us because, you know, all of us have been there. We grew smoking cigars that you had to smoke an inch before you really got into it and it opened up and gave you what it was. And and that was one of the things we wanted to try to figure out is how can we, from the first light-up, I mean, just hit with flavor and make an impact. Um, and so there are some techniques with, with rolling and different things like that and the blending that we do to um, – make that first impression of the cigar uh, what it is. And so, you know, we want that cigar to be a journey uh, to change first, third, second, third, and, and have them be, you know, gradual transitions, uh, you know, and entertain your palate. It's not just, yeah, it started like this, and by the time I got down to the nub, it finished and it tasted exactly the same. And we don't want that, you know, we want it to have, like Craig said earlier, that character in that cigar is a really big deal to us. You know, if people are plopping down harder in money, you know, especially now in this kind of an economy, it's a big deal to us to deliver an experience to people, um, and not just you know I smoked a cigar. It was like, wow, that cigar. It took me for a ride. That was like, you know, a memorable uh, moment in time that I that I smoked that that Ezra Science. So, you know, it opens up. You know, I'm a, I'm probably about halfway through. You know, in the retro and everything else, there's a lot of almost caramely. Dude, you're taking the wrapper off. Look at you, dude. You're so hardcore.
0: Oh man, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait till I smoke <laughs> the individual leaves. Nice. I, I didn't mean to bust your mojo. Sorry about that. Keep going.
1: No, dude, my mojo is, like totally good. Um but you know, lots of caramely sweetness. Um you know, the after if you aerate your palate, you know, there's just a lot of complexity. The the spice the spice notes die down and uh it just like you said, it turns into a very round, complex little bit of cream some sweetness, almost just hints of burnt sugar or burnt marshmallow, but still has that Lajero. Yeah. Yeah. So that's – those are the notes we wanted to hit. We wanted it to be a scrumptious, if that's a word, so however, whatever word, delicious cigar, scrumptious, voluptuous experience, which, I mean, who doesn't like that?
0: Yeah, I I want my cigars to have breath, so there's no doubt about it, especially (laughs) when they're voluptuous. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that'd be a, that'd right. be a great name for a cigar. Trademark, trademark that. Get
2: Yeah, with the demi-lance, it's
1: the, the voluptuous demi-lance. Voluptuous.
2: That uh, that uh, marshmallowy kind of flavor you're mentioning that 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 really jumps out to me. It's a, it's a, it is kind of that caramelly sweetness, but it it, it went really um, toasty for me, like a toasted grain kind of flavor. And i I'm really digging that.
1: Right, and I mean a lot of the flavor. Uh, you know, comes in the, in the back of the throat and in the nose when, yeah, there you go. When you retro it, that, that is where the flavor, at least for me, really makes me, you know, pay attention. It's like, wow, the complexity. And, and when we smoke and blend, a lot of people smoke different ways. A lot of people smoke a lot through their nose. Some people don't smoke through their nose at all. So we try to, you know, smoke it or light it with different lighters or let it go out and relight it and just see how the cigar plays because there's people, you know, there's thousands of people out. So we do, you know, we, we guillotine cut it. We do the fingernail cut on it. We uh, we you know we punch it. We cut it wrong. We do all that kind of stuff to kind of put it through its paces a little bit and see how the cigar performs. So that's kind of a little a little window and you know kind of the the process we go through to, to you know to finalize a blend.
2: Yeah, I, I so. think if I'm not mistaken, you guys went with um, the Fernandez folks again for these. Is that right? Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, the tobacco they have is just absolutely unreal. Oh,
2: incredible. Uh, Oh, man,
1: I just want to sleep on those bales, man. mm -hmm. Chris is just rolling around all stark, raven. Uh, Another show, another show, another show.
2: (laughs) I I noticed on these, I took both of them out of cellophane when they came and just kind of looked them over. And this is actually the first one I smoked tonight. Um, but I, I gotta really hand it to him. I'm a big fan of Casa Fernandez cigars, just a huge fan of the Arsenio. Yeah. The Arsenio is one of my favorite cigars. And, uh, yeah. man, I really gotta hand it to him. These were so perfectly built. And, and this one, you know, after, after clipping it, the draw was perfect and all, but the, the cap on both of these was just impeccable. I mean, just as, as good as it gets for applying a wrapper and cap to a cigar.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's funny too, you mentioned that, um, we, you know, we kind of talked about the, uh, the Prinsado press on that, uh, cigar and, and, you know, our other, other cigars. But, you know, we, when we talked to the guys at the factory and we're working on our blend, we said, you know, we want a 44 ring gauge, you know, a little, a little baby powerhouse cigar, but we want a, you know, a box press. And they were like, well, how do you know, because you got to change the blend and the percentage that you put in to accommodate that press. So, you know, we have a smaller ring gauge cigar. It's kind of like playing an acoustic guitar versus an electric guitar. An electric guitar is very forgiving you know, you mess up, people really don't notice, but you mess up on an acoustic, you don't push the strings down quite hard enough, I mean, everybody knows you messed up, so the little, this the smaller ring gauge cigar to me is like an acoustic, I play guitar, so that's kind of my analogy, it's really a little thing, and it's very noticeable, so to to make that size, and box press it, and have the construction, and we sat down with these guys, we're like, we know you can do this, and that's why, when we set out to do the project, that's who we wanted to work with, you know, for their tobaccos, but also, because, I mean, their construction, it's just its impeccable. So I, I can't speak highly enough about, about those guys down there either.
0: So, Kip, I, uh, I'm going to task you before you get too terribly far down on this cigar. Um, if you wouldn't mind, I would really love to get your opinion on what you get out of that wrapper. If you can do the same thing that I just did and take that wrapper off, um, you know, maybe when you get down to two inches or something, just so you can get some good flavor off that wrapper, I get a very distinct... Um, a flavor that I think you're going to recognize, um, and it's you probably won't find it as distinct because you have much more of an education than I do in this area. But um, I think you're going to pick something up that uh, that I definitely detect. And what that wrap with that wrapper off now, just smoking this with the binder. Which, by the way, the binder itself on this is also beautiful. I mean, that that, that does not look like a a sun-spotted, mottled, twisted beaten up binder that you would normally see on a cigar. This is, uh, uh, this in and of itself is, is a pretty good looking leaf on here. Um, but with that wrapper off the cigar gets slightly sweeter. <clears throat> I'm able to pick up a little bit more sweetness and I realize that there is a ton of complexity in that mm-hmm. one single wrapper leaf. So to kind of echo what we touched on early when you were saying that, uh, that wrapper leaf was, uh, I believe you said it was a rare Criollo or a rare Corojo. I don't. That's
1: Corojo, yeah.
0: Um, it was a, a a rare Corojo. It. Uh, there's no doubt about the fact that that's got a lot of uh, cojones to it. There's a lot of flavor coming from that wrapper that really balances out this thing.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I can do that. You've completely set me up for failure now. I'm never going <laughs> to pick up what you're talking about. You, you, and your postmodern deconstructionist way. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. you know, it it, it fits. Uh, too, because you know a lot of people blend, blend a cigar from you know the outside in. They start with a wrapper leaf and then they blend to the wrapper. That's you know a very common thing. We kind of did the opposite approach. We we knew we wanted to have you know a, a lot of really good laharo. We didn't know if we could pull it off because again burn issues and and you know laharo flavor doesn't. I mean it needs to be paired with something and you know with a small ring gauge like this. But we we blended the cigar from the inside out. So. You hit the nail on the head, Greg. It's just bass backwards, dude.
2: <laughs> hey, half ashed. Half-assed, baby. There you go. You, you know, know, if you Google half ashed, it recommends a search for half ashed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say that
0: was intentional.
1: Those Google people got you pegged. It's scary what yeah. they know. It's scary. Yeah. They're watching you... you all the time. Mm. But this this cigar will officially launch at IPCPR. You know, it'll be available for a general release right now. It's in um, I think three lounges, and uh, we did that intentionally. Um, there are some some you know people that have really really helped us, um, you know, starting out, and uh, we consider them you know VIP accounts just because of you know everything they've done for us as a new company. Um, so to honor them and to kind of you know give them kind of an exclusive on the cigar. Uh, it's available at so right now it's available at uh, Michael's Tobacco in Keller and Town and & Country Cigar in uh, in Euless, Texas. You can call them. They've been shipping stuff out all over the country. Um, but, I mean, we literally have 40 boxes of this in the United States until, uh, <laughs> until the show. So they're selling really, really fast.
0: Well, I... Um... Uh, I, I like the analogy that you've made of kind of blending inside out rather than than vice versa, um, but I mean, kind of along those same lines. Do you guys blend to your own tastes, or or to what the market's looking for? You kind of said that you you came into this specific cigar, saying you know we want a little firecracker, a little powerhouse, something that that entertains you through and through. But you know you don't have to smoke a two-hour cigar to to have that enjoyment. You can you know, get something out of a 45-minute, hour-long cigar that uh, pleases you just as much. I mean, you know, do you do you come to all your cigars saying, we really have this this desire that we want to try to achieve, let's accomplish it? Or did you, you know, sit down with, let's say, the, the Jamais Vu, when you guys were creating that initially, did you just kind of say, man, this is beautiful tobacco, let's make something around this? Or did you come to it and say, I want a cigar that has this character to it?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you specifically on the on the the first blend, uh, we made a lot of really really bad cigars, uh, <laughs> uh, just you know learning and 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 messing up and and trial and error and you know just figuring it out because I mean you know we were just cigar geeks, I mean uber cigar geeks that decided to you know venture into uh, the manufacturing side of the industry just because you know we have a passion for for cigars and uh, wanted to make a contribution, you know, to the, uh, to the cigar ethos, as I like to say. So, um, you know, that first blend, we were just trying to get something that, you know, and and again, our internal jargon was let's, let's make the best cigar we've ever had. And if we can't say that it is, then it's not ready yet and we'll tweak something. So, you know, it was kind of just a, a rookie kind of a goal. And I, I, mean, you know, we are still rookies. I mean, we are, so we blend uh, for you no know, obviously it's a combination of of what we like obviously uh what hits the uh, the notes in our palate that tastes good but you know we smoke a, we smoke a lot of people's cigars and we always will just because we enjoy cigars and there's a lot of great cigar makers that have been in the industry for a long time and uh and I want to smoke those cigars cuz they're just stinking good so it's probably a combination of what we like and then also you know letting the tobacco kind of drive the process uh because you might stumble upon a you know a treasure you didn't know was there which has happened a lot of times and you're like dude you know we'll be at a bale and I'll smoke a leaf and I'm like dude chris you got to smoke this alan you got to smoke this smoke the smoke this and you know that's something like we definitely want to use that so what can we do with that and you know i mean it's 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 art a cigar is a piece of art that you get to smoke i say it all the time and Amen. it really is a creative process, and it's it's these guys that are these master blenders, like, you know, you'd say Arsenio or, you know, the, the Padrones or the Fuentes or whatever, these are like the Michelangelo's of the cigar industry. They are true artists, um, you know, using using a natural, God-given, God-blessed product. So hmm. I guess that's my long, wordy answer. Well,
0: if I can just follow up real quick. Sorry to, to jump in a little bit on you here, Kip, but I... Uh, one quick follow up on that is, is how long is uh, is this process taking you guys? I mean uh, Jean vu probably a different story because it was the the introduction to the market for you but I mean you know with these other ones is this kind of like uh, you know you, you just go around and you try and you see what you know uh, um, uh, what you just kind of fall in love with and then you, you run with it there and so it's kind of a quick process. Or has this turned into, or have these these processes that you've gone through these four additional times um, been something that's just been a labor of love that's taken a long, long time uh, to get from point A to point B?
1: Well, uh, I'm a musician. I write songs, and uh, I haven't written any in a long time, but I've written a lot of songs, and I actually wrote a book. Believe it or not, I'm learned, Um, and I would kind of liken it to that. You know, sometimes you sit down... With a with a guitar or whatever, and you you have a song in five minutes, or sometimes you have a piece of a song and you come and revisit it, and you know it's it, it's it's all of the above. It's it's you find something that works and you build on it, and some blends. I mean, like right now, actually just yesterday, I sat down with a friend of mine and smoked a blend that uh, <laughs> we're working and tweaking for a fourteen release. So advised early on by folks in the know get a real big head start that way the cigars can age, you can taste them at their different stages and how the tobacco marries with other tobacco uh and and get a get a long lead time on it. So I mean it varies. Sometimes you stumble upon just a magic, in our opinion, a magic, you know, kind of chemistry between the leaves and the blend and and, uh, and sometimes it's just trial and error, trial and error, trial and error and what you think tastes good on its own. When you pair it with something else you think tastes great on its own, they just, you know, it's like, well, that didn't didn't really taste great. That's kind of just a one-note cigar. And and I have a humidor, a walk-in humidor full of just crap cigars, (laughs) of blends that just, I'll never smoke them because they're not even good enough to mow the lawn with. They're just foul. They're funky. And, you know, these were our blends we were working on. And I'm like, dude, I'm embarrassed. That's just a, that's a lousy, those don't even belong in the Swisher's sweet aisle they're so terrible so
2: <laughs> i dig the honest not that bad is it
1: no dude they're pretty they're pretty awful they are pretty stinking awful
0: oh i i uh you know not having had any of your awful cigars i've in 2007 i uh uh i ventured into the the world of cigar manufacturing and i made a I blended a cigar um, for my own consumption, thought, hey, maybe I could make some cigars of my own, sell them to local shops around here, that sort of a thing. And um, uh, I quickly realized that just because something tastes good on day one doesn't mean it's going to taste good on day 30, or just because four different tobaccos that you absolutely are in love with and think would complement each other, uh, that doesn't mean that they actually will. So it it really yeah. is an art form.
1: Yeah, it, I'll I'll tell you a true story. Yeah, I mean, you know... The the honesty is just because I mean, dude, we're just we're just guys. We're just guys that love smoking cigars and and had a wild idea, and you know, it's kind of worked. But uh, we were working uh, with Connecticut um, rapper, and uh, just because not that we smoke a lot of Connecticut stuff, but we want to have a real well rounded portfolio, and. Uh, we smoked it down there, and I'm like, this is the best Connecticut I've ever smoked. This is going to be huge. This is awesome. And literally seven feet away from me in my humidor sits a bundle of that blend, and it is rank. It is horrible. <laughs> That's one of the cigars I was like, "I, this is garbage disposal worthy. It is just funk. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it
0: is what it is <laughs> <laughs> well I, that's it's a pretty fun very realistic view of uh of the process one that I appreciate hearing it uh you know you you just get this sense that these guys who consistently turn out or churn out um, uh success after success after success just that's what the industry is that's what the process is and it's it's nice to hear that um you know that it that it is. There's a lot to it, man. It is something that absolutely demands your respect from a consumer's perspective, too, because the amount of hours that went into getting this cigar to me at my home, in my basement, in my smoking room, talking about it with you two gents and everybody else who's out there going to download this. Um, it's, uh, to think about how many people had to come up with an idea that actually worked before we could get to here is pretty impressive.
2: So, yeah, it's, it's continuing on with, the, <laughs> I got one more question with the, the blending, and it's more more outside tantrum or specifics, more along the lines of what Ezra Zion's plans are. Do you sure. guys think you're going to ever settle down with one blender, or do you like playing the field and, and being able to go from one to the next and pick and choose what tobaccos they have available and that kind of thing?
1: Well, you know what, I, I like how you said that, play in the field. Yeah, yeah, just keeping it real. Yeah. Now, you know what? Um like I said before there are just outstanding uh blenders out there and we we think it's cool. I mean, initially when we first started out, our idea was to work with multiple factories and logistically, I mean, it's just short of a nightmare because there's so many irons in the fire and coordinating this shipment from here and this tobacco goes here and these boxes are made in this country and then they go to this country and then they go to Miami and then they go up here to the warehouse and I mean, it's just that's why it's so great to have somebody like Chris who, you know, did logistics in the military and stuff like that because it's just, you know, to pull that off behind the scenes, is, it's, it's quite a feat. But, um, you know, we, we want to work with, if they'll, if they'll work with us, I mean, really, if they'll give us access with, you know, top blenders that we respect. Um, you know, right now we get to work with, with guys like Arsenio and, and you know, and, and Paul Palmer. Uh, with Fernandez and and they're just they're tremendous. We also get to work with uh, Manuel Casada, who's just of a man. I mean, he's like the nicest guy in the world. And uh, I mean, he he's forgotten more about cigars than we'll ever know. All put together, uh, amen. But you know, they each give a very unique take on a cigar. And so, and to make another music analogy, you know, sometimes you get an album because you like one song on the radio, then you listen to the whole record and every song sounds the same. We don't want to be like that. We want every blend to be unique and you know like like our silver line that will always be with Fernandez and it will be their tobaccos and that will be kind of their that that genre will be theirs you know and then the gold line will always be with with Manolo and you know when we branch out into other other colors of the rainbow and our in our bands. Uh, theoretically, that will be with other uh, factories. In fact, I just talked to uh, a gentleman today who owns a factory down in Esteli uh, about the possibility of maybe doing, going down there and doing some work with him and just kind of seeing where it goes. But, again, the, the tobacco and the cigars have got to uh, drive the process. Um, we're not just going to work with somebody for the sake of working with them. We want it to be, you know, Ezra Zion, Cali It's cliche, and the guys get tired of me hearing it. But, you know, perfection is our starting point. Let's make this awesome let's let's not cut any quarters. let's spend whatever money we have to to get the best tobacco because that covers a multitude of sins when you start with the best tobacco, I mean that you're 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 halfway there already just because the quality of the tobacco is so good so hmm.
0: so yeah, I guess I, I like
1: it yeah, that's the answer yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, switch that's, that's a good answer uh, that go ahead. And,
0: no, I I I was gonna I was gonna go a different direction. Why don't you finish up, Kip? Sorry about that.
2: No, I'm I'm done. Jump on it. <laughs>
0: I was, uh, as I said, I was planning on switching gears here a little bit and uh, hopefully catching you in a real moment and getting more of that honesty that we uh, we've commented on. I mean, um, let's talk about the industry as a whole a little. What do you what do you see? If there's a way for you to kind of Uh, pinpoint it what do you see as um the biggest area that the industry needs to work on or a fault that the industry has right now
1: Hmm. you know what um i i really don't have any sort of fault with with the cigar industry i i would find fault with with society with the government um persecuting cigar smokers i mean the smoking bans and that you know the, the 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 culture that you know is is conditioning people to look at you know folks who enjoy this product that I mean essentially was the first cash crop in America, uh, you know, and it has been uh, a substantial part of of life in, in in this hemisphere for centuries. You know that that's that's jacked up. It's messed up. So I mean I think cigar people, you know, 99.99% of them are the most down to earth, cool people uh, that you could ever meet from the, the aficionados who smoke, manufacturers, brokers, I mean everybody. You know, these are these are these are family people, these are just hard working people who wanna, you know, enjoy a great product and it's their hobby and it's their relaxation. And uh you know, and they keep getting harassed for it. So um, you know, being in, in the cigar industry and and you know have an opportunity to have something like Cigar Federation, we we kinda get a little bit of a front row seat on it. And uh you know we, we kinda we kinda see a lot of that falling you know the news of the industry and and the stuff that's going on in dc but i mean man it's like if, it's almost like if if the government could shut down cigars by you know snapping their fingers they they would do it and to me it's just like it's so unnecessary you know we, we're in america we should be able to be free so hmm. you know my pet peeve is uh you know large government that wants to take away freedom so i'm kind of getting on my soapbox a little bit here politically but um that's that's what I really have beef with, you know. People in cigars just want to smoke and enjoy and be left alone. So, America, government, leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> I Fred. dig it. And enough with the taxes already. I mean, shoot. Okay, I won't, I won't go down that trail. We'll, we'll we'll skip that. We'll skip that. <laughs> That'll be another show. That'll be long. That'll be a long show.
2: I have taken this wrapper off, Craig, but in the process just really buggered up the, the binder, so I'm having trouble holding it together to, to actually draw through it.
0: Well, I uh, I am sorry that that's the case because I have uh, uh, quite the enjoyment out of this wrapper. I've received quite the enjoyment out of this wrapper. To me, it is such a unique, um, almost savory pipe tobacco type flavor i'm getting i'm getting a different i don't know a different way that that flavor is presenting itself just a completely different world and it just reminds me of of um smoking pipe tobacco that wrapper leaf just has such a level of complexity in the tantrum that um it really just brings out a a, just an unbelievable amount of complexity in the cigar as a whole um it wraps that sweetness that's in the filler and binder leaves um in such a good level of savory flavor that it just rounds it out into a, a really really um uh, well blended stick that's that's kind of what I uh, was interested in getting your opinion on if you kind of picked up any bit of that um of that uh pipe tobacco type flavor
2: yeah i don't know that i would have specifically said pipe tobacco but i definitely see what you're talking about that uh Kind of a smoky tartness that kind of comes through.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you know it's interesting that you are dissecting the cigar like you are, um, because you know, we had to have a substantial
0: <laughs> uh, for the the uh, audio challenged here. Our good man Kyle is holding up his finger as he's lighting another stick. <laughs>
1: Sorry about that. Priorities. But uh we had to have a substantial uh wrapper leaf to, to stand up to the to the filler of the cigar. Um you know, and so we we couldn't just go with a run-of-the-mill kind of one note wrapper leaf. It had to be something that I mean you hit the nail on the head, had the complexity enough to round out that cigar, balance that cigar with uh, with the filler and, and the binders that are on that. So way to way to let the cat out of the bag there, Craig. Uh, way to go. Hey, I'll also say if you take the wrapper off, you avoid the warranty. Okay, <laughs> you avoid the warranty.
0: That's all right for everybody out there in the uh, the internet interwebs. I uh, I think you might enjoy, uh, I think you might enjoy the different flavors that you get out of the wrapper as well as the cigar separately. Then you put them back together and you appreciate all of it even the more all the more. Excuse me.
2: No. All right. Going down our list here, what else we got? We got, uh, well, what's right with the industry. We kind of covered that already. Um,
1: Oh. Well, you know what? I can can elaborate on that. Okay. I I can elaborate on that. Um, Number one, it's it's an amazing time to be a cigar smoker because of the boutique uh, boom, I guess, if you could say, that we're in. Um, And I said before, you know, I want to smoke a lot of different cigars because there's great cigars coming out. Um, You know, the... The Emilio stuff's awesome. Uh, I smoked a Nomad cigar um, here just a while back. Great cigar. And it was all Dominican, and I typically don't smoke that much Dominican stuff, and I was very pleasantly surprised. That was a great cigar. Um, but there's a lot of really great boutiques out there that are, uh, that are putting out phenomenal product. So I would say that that is something that is very right with the industry amongst many other things. The other thing is uh, what we're doing right now. Uh, you know the ability through technology to you know cyber herf if you will uh, and you know talk about cigars and and uh, and the camaraderie and the information you can get about you know what 's out there maybe that 's not even in your region but that you can find out about and an order from the other side of the country and smoke i mean there 's never been a better time to be a cigar smoker than than right now so
2: i i 'm right there with you i i 've said a number of times over the past year or so that I think we're in a, a a renaissance for the cigar industry and it's uh well, you know so- I I don't know what the you know the the market looks like the ups and downs seem to be a little unpredictable but when I look back at when I was smoking cigars in the 90s and the boom was going on it was a much different animal because there was there was a boom in sales but just the the offering of cigars that were out there was was It was just not that great. You know, so many makers just getting something on the shelf and rushing things to market and not taking the time and getting the leaf to, to make a proper cigar. And nowadays, people that make that mistake, they just don't last very long. The, the cigars disappear fairly quickly from the market. And, and I think the competition is so fierce that that it's a really good thing for, for those of us that just like to, you know, go buy a few cigars.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I, I think that it's, it's kind of a symbiotic because of technology of a very educated consumer, very educated, you know, smoker. And and that's a good thing. Uh, and so that is that is forcing makers, cigar makers, manufacturers, and subsequently, uh, you know, factories and, and, and growers to produce a quality product. You know, let me get the nail on the head, uh, Kip. It's, people aren't going to smoke something that's not up to snuff. No pun intended. But, uh... <laughs> You know, it's it's just it's just a very cool time. You know, I mean, at your fingertips on your on your iPhone, uh, or whatever phone you have, Kip, you have some what random,
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Sam, <laughs> Samsung something off brand.
2: Yeah, I have one that works.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: <laughs> I have one that will actually hold a signal and do a hangout. <laughs> oh wow. That's so,
1: that's so messed up. That's so messed up.
2: Yeah, so I, true. I, I
1: will say I have not dropped off the Hangout, okay, because I am now in Texas, the great state of Texas, and uh, I'm not in California with their messed up infrastructure. So, meh. You haven't got rid of me yet.
2: Well, <laughs> um, going back to something you just said a minute ago, again, and you've said it a couple times that, that you like to smoke as many different cigars as you can and whatnot. Um, do you have any other. Manufacturers or blenders or makers that that you just really line up with and enjoy their offerings and and just just like what they do.
1: Yeah, you know what? In fact, I got a chance uh, just last week to smoke. Uh, and you know, maybe you guys have smoked and talked about it on the show. I I had never had an opportunity to smoke it, but um, I was with uh, uh, Steve Sidron from Epicurean, and I was able to smoke the uh, the Gonzo. Yes, That's a I- great cigar.
2: It is. I I met Steve down at Charmed Leaf uh, several months ago and had the chance to try uh, a couple of different cigars. That one and the um, oh it, the one named after his grandfather, I think Antonio Gutierrez or something. Yeah,
1: the, uh, the Azul. I smoked the Azul as well.
2: Yeah, and, Cigar. and I agree. They were great cigars.
1: Yeah. So um I was very, very pleasantly surprised, not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I'm just excited when I find a new, you know, a new cigar to smoke. Uh, that was a great cigar. Again, I mentioned that Nomad that I had, another good cigar. I know I'm kind of tapping house familial, guys, but, you know, uh, Pete's stuff is always great. Uh, Tatuaje stuff is awesome. Uh, Dion stuff from Illusione is, is phenomenal. And, I mean, like you said before, Kip, uh, you know, the Costa Fernandez stuff. I mean, I, my palate is very Nicaraguan so i'm gonna typically kind of gravitate toward you know that sort of genre of cigar, but uh you know, I was just at town and country uh yesterday and uh walked through the humor with with one of the guys and just said hey what's new what's good you know talk to me i wanna you know keep continually educate my palate on uh on what's out there so
2: you know, I had never met Steve in person until that night, uh, but I knew of him for many years. He, he was in the pipe world. He worked for Savinelli for for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, cool guy, dude. I mean, just absolutely cool guy. He would just be a uh, he'd be a riot to get on the show. Yeah, and, I, and and he will he will he'll drink with you, Craig. You won't you won't have to drink <laughs> by yourself.
0: You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, Kip and I, uh, when we – I think it was when we started the show. I don't know. Maybe it was was afterwards when we started getting into the interviews a little bit. But we said, you know, I think we can come up with a couple guys that we'd want to have on the show. We can probably, you know, put a list together with five or ten maybe. And Kip one night just sat up and he made this list and it ended up being like 40 guys or something ridiculous like that. And uh, we realized that, you know (laughs) – uh, not only do we have a good time when we have a cyber herf, as you called it, with each other, but you know when you get when you get buddies or when you get guys who share a like-minded uh, appreciation for this for this hobby, this lifestyle. On um, man, it's just such a good time. I, I'd love to sit down, and talk with them, and and shoot the stuff and have a drink a uh, thousand miles apart or wherever the heck he is, and just have a good night because it does make not just good entertainment, but it makes for a fun Friday night for, for Kip and I. You yeah, know?
1: exactly, exactly. You know, another guy who is just absolutely awesome is Jose Blanco. I mean, oh, yeah. that guy, dude, I just want to just record that guy when he talks. Everywhere he goes, like, if I could follow him around with a tape recorder without getting arrested for stalking, I totally would because that guy just drops knowledge. I mean, oh, my goodness. See, yeah, he, it, and, and, and he's just a nice guy.
2: Yeah, the it, it's a tobacco just oozes from his pores.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Mm.
1: And he's fun at parties. I mean, it really is great dancer.
0: <laughs> well, along those lines of uh, crazy moments in the cigar world, I think we can get into this final question we got for you here, Kyle. Uh, what's your favorite moment related to cigars?
1: Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You, come on, you can take the squirrel question and say, it's oh, it was the launch of Inception.
1: It was the very first time I smoked my own... No, um, that would be the typical answer. You know what? Um, probably at the time I didn't realize it, but uh, looking back on it now, uh, my wife, before she was my wife, gave me a cigar as a gift. And uh, to tell you where my palate was... I thought this was the best cigar I ever had in my life. And uh, it was a uh, glass tube with a macanudo in it and whatever blend it was. And I was just like, oh, cigars are going to be my my thing from now on. You know, I smoked kind of in high school under the radar, you know, stuff like that. But when I smoked that, I was like, oh, wow. It was just really good. So I would say looking back on that moment, uh, probably that because I knew I had a good woman there. (laughs) She <laughs> bought me a cigar, and I was like, I'm going to marry this woman, and I'm going to have babies with this woman.
0: <laughs> and you I know, did. It, it, It's funny. I, uh, uh, I'll, I'll admit i admit I probably would not have picked that as my best moment in cigars uh, when your wife gave you that Macanudo. No, when, uh, <laughs> when my wife did something similar, but looking back um, – my wife did something for my 30th birthday that was very similar to that a few years back, a couple of years back. And, um, uh, it, she, you know, consorted with some of my friends behind my back for months. I mean, that's months.
2: A, good grief. That sounds awful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she, No, it, it's not that bad. So there's a, there's a, a big, um, cigar auction that's put on by, uh, a, a retailer out of great Britain. And, um, so somehow she came with uh, uh, came up with this idea to, you know, contact a buddy of mine who lived um, in uh, Rome at the time. And, you know, like months before this thing, she's like, hey, put uh, put some feelers out there, figure out what, what Craig really loves, what his absolute favorite cigar is, because I'd really like to do something special for his 30th. And uh, so lo and behold... Um, uh, I, I open up this, you know, small little box on my birthday, and uh, you know, it was like the perfect size for a set of car keys. And at that time, I was, I was kind of geeking out over this one specific car. So I'm like, you know, maybe my wife got me like an old, used, beat up version of this car because I'd love to fix it up. It'd be kind of fun. And yeah, those Ford
1: Fusions are awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I open it up and I, I see this, uh, the back of the cigar band. And it's a it's a limited release of kind of a normal cigar, and so I'm like, oh, Ellie, that's that's so wow, that's so sweet of you. I can't believe it. My wife's a nurse, and so she's you know just about as uh, as anti-smoking as someone could be. So I thought this was like a uh, uh you know a peace offering. Like here, I I know you care so much about cigars. I'll I'll get you this cigar, or I'll get you a cigar, and. Um, and then all of a sudden I, I turn it over and I realize that it's uh, my absolute, the absolute best cigar I've ever had in my life. She found another one um, and they haven't been made since the, for 18 years. They haven't been made. Wow. So she was able to, to track one down and uh, uh, just had this major operation to, to get one for me through this auction um, and it was just one of those things I'll never forget. I'll never forget her how she looked, I'll never forget how I thought when I thought it was just a peace offering and not anything special, Um, not cigar-wise anything special, just her doing something for me and saying that, hey, I I really appreciate you for who you are, you know, and this is who you are. And even if I don't like that, I love you and I love the fact that you love it. And, uh, And then I realized on top of it how special of a cigar it was for me. Um, and it was like I just had just multiple levels of appreciation of how enjoyable that was. And so looking back, um, there's no doubt in my mind that if I'm asked that question from here on out, that that moment is going to be what I consider. Because you're right, that is that is pretty special when somebody recognizes how much we really care about this uh, this lifestyle, no doubt.
1: You know what? I feel like we should hug right now.
0: <laughs> I think you should hug my wife uh awkward moment number five,
1: yeah, that just happened that just <laughs>
0: happened uh, well, on that note, I think that's just about the perfect time for me to light up this- second tantrum here nice so and i have uh I have stoked the beast in the sig fed chat room uh before I went on my little love fest about my wife here. I asked a question, and so I've got a dozen or so comments that I might need to reply to. So, Kim, if I can put you on the spot here, you want to take us into the next phase so I can take two seconds and reply to these?
2: Sure. Uh, we we uh, had on there, and then we kind of briefly touched on it to uh, cover our uh, – this arrangement we have with Cigar Federation, but I think we kind of made that pretty clear. Uh, if we want to maybe move on to a couple of news items, or do you have something else in mind, Craig?
0: No, I think the news items – I think the news items would be uh, would be perfect. Let's uh, head on through the rest of this bad boy.
2: Okay. Well, the the first news item is a non-item, so that's that's nice for uh, producing a show out of. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, <laughs> legislative news this week was was pretty slim. Uh, although I did have a couple of folks uh, enlist in CRE this week and use my number, which was nice. I got cool. the, the first uh, little package out, and I got a note back today that it had arrived, and the, the other one will be going out uh, this uh, tomorrow, probably, actually. Uh, so thank you guys for, for doing that. And as always, that's an ongoing promotion. If you sign up and use my name or, or my ambassador number, uh, which is 169, uh, and then send me an email, kip at com. I'll, uh, get you a couple extra bonus cigars in addition to the ones that CRA is going to send you, uh, for signing up. And, and, and that goes for renewals as well. Didn't have to be a new member. Um, so take advantage of that. I mean, you're getting four or five good cigars out of a $35 a year, uh, fee to, to belong. And, and it, it's a super good cause. You know, Kyle kind of touched on it. Um, the, the support we need to avoid the, um, the, are you taking my picture? What are you doing? Yeah,
1: here? just keep talking, dude.
2: Just... <laughs> does does the hillbilly come through in the picture? It uh, always comes
1: through in the picture.
2: Yeah, that that's something that oozes out of my skin. Um, but, uh, the other news item here I am entirely unfamiliar with because Craig added it about 30 seconds before showtime.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> but, uh, I need to get out of the chat room and uh, bail you out here. Sorry about that.
2: Yeah, it's Uh, something from Cigar Journal, Uh, something Cuba related.
0: Yeah, I uh, you know this again, kind of a light week, not too terribly much going on with legislative items, but um, I uh, I frequent Cigar Journal's website and uh, certainly think that they're a really really top end journalist uh, uh, journalistic approach to the cigar industry. Is that the right way of putting it? I don't know, but um, it is now. It is now. They have a kind of an interesting little quip of an article about how um, in the last eight days or so, um, uh, Mr. Obama, the President of the United States, has come out with two uh, formal speeches regarding Cuba and relations between Cuba and the U.S. in an indirect way. Um, now, the topics weren't necessarily as... Uh, uh, as directly related to Cuban policy, but um that was kind of brought up as something that doesn't happen very often, just kind of newsworthy in the the aspect that, you know, we're at least having it discussed at the highest level, that country, whereas it seems uh, more often than not, kind of have a pain-o, pain-o-mind uh, sort of attitude with that small island nation south of Florida, so...
2: And... Uh... Go ahead.
0: Thought, thought that was uh, a little ironic or a little interesting, perhaps.
2: Yeah, I think there were actually three mentions from the president uh, last week. He during the correspondence dinner, he actually—I don't know who wrote his speech—but it was very funny. Uh, um, he he mentioned Jay Z's trip to Cuba and the flack he was taking over it, and he just said he had ninety-nine problems and now Jay Z <laughs> is one. <laughs> I know.
0: I laughed my butt off when I heard that. I thought that was pretty good too. Uh, it's uh, just clever and something uh, I I don't mean to make this a race thing but it's kind of goofy I I can't ever imagine Ronald Reagan or George Bush making a comment about a about a 90's rap song
2: Uh, is that song that old?
0: oh I think it's definitely old yeah maybe Uh, maybe early 2000's but I don't think so
2: I guess maybe I'm even older than I thought holy cow (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's about all the legislative news we got, uh, which is not really a lot this week. It's a pretty slow week, which uh, in, in all reality is probably a good thing that we don't have a bunch of new uh, tax impositions and propositions to to, to pass along this week. Uh, but moving on to uh, a little bit of cigar news, I uh, saw a picture that Barry Stein put up, and I, I like Barry a lot. He's a really good guy. He works for Miami Cigar now. Uh, he used to be a blogger. He used to have a blog called A Cigar Smoker, and uh, he uh, handed that off and went to work for Miami Cigar about a year and a half ago, maybe a year, a little over. Um, but he put a picture up of a cigar and, and just captioned it, that it looked like his own blend had t- taken a step toward reality, and uh, he'd have some more details soon. So I was pretty excited that he's going to have a little more involvement there and going to get maybe his own cigar out. Uh, through La Aurora or Miami Cigar, because I, I know he enjoys a lot of the same cigars that I do, and so I'm really looking forward to that. I, I'm happy to see some some success for him and to see him so happy uh, where he's at.
0: Uh, Barry's uh, a good guy. Cool. I uh, uh, I was at that uh, dog watch herf last July, and Barry was there. He uh, he spent some time with us, gave us some uh, early samples of Merlion, I think. Um, and, uh, plus, you know, I mean, through the dog watch guys, I had spoken with him a few times, really a great guy. And I, I totally agree with you. I think he's got a great palate. He really cares about this, uh, uh, this industry a, a ton. And that is absolutely obvious if you get to spend some time with him. So it's good news for me too. I, uh, I'm looking forward to that. No doubt. And the, that, uh... that will be a new cigar that I do rush out to try. How's
2: that one? He actually sent me some cigars this week, which was kind of cool. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Um, going, moving right along. Uh, you're uh, one of your uh, guys you line up with, well, there, Craig. AJ Fernandez put up uh, another little picture this week of something I'm undoubtedly going to mispronounce. Uh, something's <laughs> gotten to work on. Rakataka or Rakataka. I'm not sure how you say that. Uh, um, did you have a chance to check on that anymore?
0: You know, I uh, the research that I found just directed me probably the same location that. Uh, well, actually, I know it's the same location that uh, you had been to. Cigar Coop had a uh, little write-up, you know, basically talking uh, uh, about uh, all the information there was about this cigar, both from AJ as uh, directly, um, uh, as well as some indirect information. Just the, the the simple Facebook post that this was going to be a rather large uh ring-gauge cigar available fourth quarter this year or perhaps even early 14 um but that'll be that'll be one I look forward to I uh I certainly do enjoy some stuff coming out of uh or coming from AJ and um I'll look forward to this one if it doesn't uh cause me to break my jaw when I'm smoking it
2: yeah and apparently that name that I just can't seem to understand how to pronounce is uh <laughs> regional slang around parts of Nicaragua for Riffraff or obnoxious and heedless riffraff is what I think they said in the comments. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a funny name for a cigar.
0: Yeah, I uh I would tend to agree with that. I I think that Riffraff would be kind of a uh it, it might connect a little more with the American market, make a few people chuckle when they were walking down the uh the length of a humidor, but Rakataka, I think that's probably how it's pronounced. Um, Rakataka will uh, probably make its rounds, and people will start understanding that it means something quite similar. So.
2: Every I'll time I say that way. or think it or hear it, it reminds me of Ricky Dicky Davi. Do you know that? I don't know that. Ah, oh, man, you have no childhood. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, Kyle, have you heard of Ricky Ticky Tava? Yeah. Oh. Ah. Well, never mind.
2: It was a mongoose, man.
0: Yeah, it was like
1: kind of mandatory reading in grammar. Yeah, my first grade or something.
2: Childhood librarian read that to us, it seemed like every freaking day.
1: Yeah. And remember Ping, the duck?
2: Hmm. No, remember I don't.
1: Ping, he didn't get back to the boat fast enough and then he got whipped with the stick. No. That's that's what we read. You never read Ping? Yeah, no. Amazon. Amazon, look up Ping, read it to your kids. Yeah, this this duck didn't do what he was supposed to do when he got hit with a stick. Good night, good night kids.
0: <laughs> well yeah, that's gonna make my son real happy. <laughs> hey, don't do what you're supposed to do and you're gonna get switched.
1: That's right. Hey, hey. Traditional <laughs> values. Hey.
2: He should have made Ping a seal instead of a duck angered a few environmental type folks
1: I mean you know what if you think about it the kind of like literature or like the cartoons that I watched when I was a kid and I'm sure you guys watched it was some violent stuff everyone was shooting guns blowing up bombs and smoking cigars it was great I actually put that on for my kids now because I'm like this is real cartoons all this other stuff is like Eat your vegetables, and you know, turn the lights off, and save the planet. I'm like, enough of this hippie cartoon stuff. Get in there and learn about the Second Amendment. Join the NRA. Join the CRA. That's what those <laughs> cartoons teach you, man. That's good stuff. Tom and Jerry. That's just that's just self defense. That just, is. That's just the real world.
0: That is yeah. Kyle Hoover at Ezra Zion. <laughs> just yeah. so everyone
2: knows, I'm Chris Kelly, and I approve this message. <laughs> Yeah, the closest thing we got to that now is Nemo. When fish got to swim, the birds got to eat. <laughs> yeah. I love that line. <laughs> you know, they they uh, kind of forced the Sesame Street people to take the old, uh, what do they call it, the was it Cookie Monster Smoking a Pipe? We did the play on Masterpiece Theater. They had to take that out of the DVDs, not to have to label Sesame Street as an adult video.
0: I I, uh, uh, I did not hear that, but I don't doubt it. Uh, oh, well. Hey,
1: a, they... cartoon, cartoons are all politically correct now, man. Uh, it ain't right. It, they're hippie tunes. They're hippie tunes. It's hippie not even tunes. cartoons. It's like hybrid cartoons. <laughs> I just made that up. That just came to me right now.
2: Yeah, well, I see what you did there. That's, That's going to be a
1: hashtag on Twitter. That's going to trend. Watch. <laughs> hybrid cartoons. All their green tea latte Prius driving cartoons.
0: I like green tea. And I drive a hybrid.
2: Point proven. Uh,
1: I rest my case.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we need some cigar tunes.
0: Well, we, uh, we do have a, uh, another new cigar that we should probably mention. I don't think we've talked about it enough on uh, the show yet. But uh, I believe there are a few hooligans who might be coming out with a new cigar
2: coming up at IPCPR, which is right up our alley, Kip. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And it seems like I've heard a little rumbling about it, and we may have even talked about it on the show a few weeks ago.
0: It, it's entirely possible. Um, I think this cigar is called the Tantrum. Is that is that how it's pronounced? Or after the, all this rakataka talk, I just don't know how to pronounce my cigars. But the the, the Tantrum put out by those Israel Zion guys, I, I'm not so sure, but yeah, they've got a new cigar coming out.
2: They're into those French words. So you had to, you know, They didn't yeah. like it. Inception wasn't good enough. It was English. They had to change to jean View. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, we had to class up the joint a little bit. I'll tell you what, it takes a secure man to name his cigar a French term. That's all I'll say.
0: Or a man who has two partners who say we should call it a French name and you who get stuck rolling your eyes when you mention Jamais Vu earlier. Yeah, I caught that. Hey, I have caught you, that. Don't worry. <laughs> Did
2: you guys realize that uh, the Jamais Vu now has two bands in three different languages on there?
1: You know what? I didn't realize that until you pointed that out. I think you texted <laughs> us that or something, but we're just bringing the A game, man. <laughs> we're just trying to class up the humidor, man. You know, multicultural. We love everybody. Yeah, as long as to, we can watch good cartoons. It's it's whatever, man.
2: I had to go buy Rosetta Stone just to smoke that cigar.
0: <laughs> I had a uh, a restaurant that I used to go to all the time because in the basement it had a a jazz club that was a cigar bar. Um, but the <laughs> the owner of the restaurant said uh, as he was selling the the location because he just couldn't make it. It didn't uh, it didn't ever take off. He said, you know what? I think my biggest problem was. I named the restaurant and the cigar bar um, something that was too difficult for people to find on an Internet search. They couldn't type 18 Esperanza. That was the name of the restaurant, 18 Esperanza. They couldn't spell it properly or well enough to find it. Um, and uh, he said, I really think that might have been my problem, that the fact that I didn't think about the new wave of how people were going to seek out information and uh so just be uh just be aware Jamais vu. maybe you should uh name it j a m a v o o <laughs> yeah or or bob Bob works perfect Bob
1: Ezra Zion
0: Bob <laughs> you heard it here first folks that,
1: the- that's breaking news, and we're gonna come out with an eight by eighty in that blend and we're gonna call it the robert It's the big one
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it. Man, we we were staying so on track up until 10 minutes ago.
0: Yeah, I know. We we kind of ruined that, and I think I might be to blame, as I usually am.
2: I'm good with that. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let you take that. That's,
0: that's not too hard for you to swallow.
2: <laughs> hey, I think we got one more uh, little announcement there on the uh, the cigar front before we hit these uh, listener emails, uh, and I'm just throwing this out as a reminder that we're like an hour and a half into this, so we, we might want to push on. Not to be the Debbie Downer, but
0: I'll do that. Not to be Debbie Downer, but I'll be Debbie Downer.
2: Exactly. It's what I do. It's my job. Kip Killjoy. Hey, you know what? Yep. I moved on to a Reagan after the uh, tantrum, and putting these two back to back just made this Reagan so incredibly sweet. Uh, I guess much more so than smoking on a clean palate. That. Tantrum, the, the the finish or what's still there from it has made this such a sweet, sweet flavored, not not flavored, but tasting cigar.
1: Hmm. Very nice. I love nice. that.
2: So you pair your cigars with cigars. Heck yeah, man. I got to have a cigar to prepare for one, too.
0: That's- that, uh, that sounds like the next line for uh, the most interesting man in the world. He pairs his cigars with cigars. <laughs>
2: Cuba imports the cigars from him. Yeah,
0: I, I like that one. I thought that was pretty good.
1: You know what, we were we were just filming the uh the tantrum promo video and you know, it's it's a little bit more of a fun, you know, it's a fun cigar and you know, it's just that kind of a a vibe, if you will. And uh we were doing these little Chuck Norris quips just because we were just goofing off. And uh <laughs> Yeah, dude, I know. It, it's it's going to be a pretty hilarious video. I think half of the video is going to be outtakes because it's just funny stuff. But one of the lines one of us said was, uh, Chuck Norris doesn't uh, smoke the tantrum. The tantrum smokes Chuck Norris. Uh, yeah, that just doesn't sound right. So that, that probably won't be in the video, but uh, yeah. And there was just no way to make that right. So it's, yeah, cutting room floor.
0: And maybe we should consider editing that out of our family friendly iTunes feed as well
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I love it <laughs> oh man well now that we now that we talked about having yeah, seg- to uh segue
1: from that Craig segue from that
0: <laughs> now that we talk- oh I got a perfect segue now that we <laughs> talked about uh having to uh stay on track with the uh, what we have in the show notes because we're running out of time and we spent the last five minutes uh, talking about something completely different than what's in the show notes. I'll try to pull us back in here with our last uh, uh, bit of news regarding cigar releases and uh, just let people know that um, this year's BOTL um, uh, cigar has been announced again by Drew Estate and uh, – Kip, well, why don't you uh, talk a little bit about uh, what you've got in here kind of surrounding this release. It uh, certainly is more catered towards being told by you.
2: Okay. Uh, there's a forum out there that many of, you, many of you probably are aware of. It's a, it's a fairly large one, uh, Brothers of the Leaf, B-O-T-L uh, forum, And every year they put out a cigar, uh, usually or recently made by Drew Estate. The original one was from uh, pdr Pinar del Rio, and this year they're doing one from each uh, they, they are remaking the uh, two thousand ten the original uh, pdr release it's a Corona gorda and it's going to be the exact same cigar and in fact rolled the wrapper leaf is coming from the same bale of tobacco as the original release so that that's pretty cool yeah uh, although I've, I've never. I never smoked the originals, so I won't be able to compare it to anything. Uh, but the other one is the, the Drew Estate uh, release they're making, also a Corona Gorda, which I'm super excited for. These are both 6 by 46 um, which is right up my alley as far as a, a size goes. And this one is based off of last year's blend, which was a Lancero, uh, and I actually smoked one of these this week. Uh, somebody had given that to me, and it was a person I – have just a huge respect for and he said this is the greatest Lancero I've ever smoked and uh, I had it and it was absolutely a fantastic cigar and so I'm really excited to see that in a Corona Gorda it's going to have a a broadleaf wrapper Connecticut Ecuador binder and I don't recall the the filler right off the top of my head I believe it was Nicaraguan but I wouldn't swear to it Um, uh, anyway these will be out June uh, be available through Podman Cigars, uh, who we have no affiliation with, but he's a guy who has a website, and I think Craig probably knows him. I think he spends part of his life in Chicago, uh, yeah. and uh, he deals in a lot of boutique lines. Uh, he does sell online, but uh, follows all the rules as far as pricing and all. He doesn't you know screw around with people's cigars. He, he does a good job
0: yeah i do know uh i do know Tim um podman cigars is uh, owned and operated by tim Podwica. Um great guy he ran or he was the manager at um, uh, one of the two best cigar stores i've ever been a regular at um, uh, what was when he was involved uh burning leaf in plainfield um, Great, great store, so not at all close to my house, but I would make it out there probably every uh, three, four weeks or so to just hang out with the guys um, and be a part of that spectacular uh, setting. Really, really great shop, and Tim had a lot to do with it, and he's brought that same commitment, dedication, um, love for cigars to his his own personal uh, online retailer, Podman Cigars. So um, definitely i give my recommendation i know tim's a stand-up guy who'll do you right and he uh he he houses just about one of the best collections online of um of um uh, boutique cigars and this is a perfect example of something that uh, he has on his shelves um his electronic shelves that uh, is available to you so you know we don't have a, obviously we've mentioned time and time again if you're a repeat listener we don't have sponsorship we don't have uh um, commercials or supporters. We just share the knowledge and the news and the the uh, information that we think will be beneficial to our listeners. So I'll say this, Podman Cigars, great location. The BOTL Cigars, I have had that initial release, the BOTL from PDR, uh, XYZ PDQ. Um,
2: that was a lot, of, a lot of TLAs thrown out there.
0: That was. Um, but uh, – absolutely seek that bad boy out and i'm sure the new drew estate version uh or the additional drew estate release is going to be uh an enjoyable cigar as well those in the past have also been so yeah
2: and uh, if i recall right this, this is a pretty limited uh run uh initially at least so there's only 100 boxes of 15 made and they're actually exclusively available at podman cigars uh, he he yeah. is I don't know the background or how this tied together. I know he is a at least very active part of that forum, and uh, so these will only be available through him. And they typically go pretty fast. Um, and that's just about it for news. Although one last little snippet today is JC Newman Day in the state of Florida. Um, as declared by our then-Governor Lawton Childs in 1997. May the 10th is J.C. Newman Day, so you should have smoked a J.C. Newman cigar today. I know I did. I started out with a, a, a Julius Caesar from CFC last year, actually, and it was quite tasty.
0: It was a beautiful little size, and beautiful little shape to that cigar, too.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't think that one's been put into the market. It was just a, an oddball shape. But have mm. anyway. gotta rub it in <laughs> yeah. it was oh, it was oh it was the most magnificent cigar you should have been there but
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 well moving uh moving on here rather expeditiously to our other interests and uh specifically to what other cigars we've been smoking lately um you know for me, it's been a week of just the usuals i uh burned another one of my favorite uh, mania especiales. Had uh, a Fuente product, which I haven't had in a little bit of time. The Cuban Corona, um, which is a cigar I enjoy, um, and uh, another one that I'll just briefly touch on here: the Thirty Thirty Blend, um, which is a uh, a house blend from one of my other one of the other two favorite um, uh, excuse me one of the two favorite lounges that I mentioned earlier that I referred to earlier cigar shops. Um, called The Cigar Lounge in Schaumburg, Illinois. This 30-30 blend is, uh, holy crap, it's pretty darn good. Um, These are all standards for me, all cigars that uh, are relatively affordable, relatively um, uh, easy to source, um, and uh, certainly worth looking into. All great smoke, so.
2: So that's your Weekend Cigars?
0: That's my Weekend Cigars, nice, quick,
2: yeah, I think I can go just as quickly. I, I had a fairly banner week as far as Liga Pravada goes. I kinda went through the range of my at least not their entire offerings, but those that I normally go for. And uh I had a number nine, I had a dirty rat, and I had a feral flying pig this week. And the uh, the dirty rat I tried when they very first came out and just didn't have a great experience with it, but man alive this week. That that was one of the best smokes I've had in in recent times. It was it mm. was very very good. Um, uh, let's see what else? And I had I wanted to mention this one, the blend number five that I got from you from that same cigar lounge you were just talking about, was one of the most unique and interesting cigars I've come across in a while. Just a roller coaster of flavor, just in and out, and just myriad flavors coming out of that thing. And I really enjoyed it and. Actually, I, I sent a text to Craig that I was definitely interested in buying some of those to keep around. It, it, it was a fantastic cigar, and as far as house brands go, that's just about as good as it gets. I mean, that I, I was more than impressed with that cigar.
0: Hmm. Well, not to uh, completely alienate Kyle there, but Kyle, I, I really think that uh, – um the Ezra Zion Sticks would be a perfect fit for this shop. So I'm going to try to work my magic. I know the owner and the uh, the, uh, the humidor manager very, very well for many, many years. Um, I'd love to get a good local source for the Ezra Zion smokes, and uh, uh, you never know what might be in the works here for third quarter. I'm going to do my best bet to uh, get these bad boys in there. I think that will be a great, great location for you guys.
1: Cool. I appreciate that, man.
0: Absolutely.
1: Very cool.
2: Well, those that's not for you. That's for him. It's the same motivation I had with the Cigar Castle in Tampa. I harassed that guy and said, you got to get these in. you got to get these in. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly just so I had a place to buy them locally. I didn't have to that's drive. good. That's
1: that's a good kind of peer pressure. Yeah. That's I, I positive didn't. peer pressure.
2: Uh, up until that point, I was having to drive 300 miles to South Florida every time I wanted to stock up on Ezra Zion.
1: Yeah, well, we're we're uh, we're we're filling in the map. So we uh, we brought on two new retailers today, in fact. So we're we're, we're filling it in. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I, I've been following that Twitter feed a little closer than you think. I've noticed that you guys are uh, expanding rather rapidly, actually.
1: Yeah, it's uh, we're having a, a very very good time. So. The news is spreading.
2: It is. Uh, I, <laughs> I. I mean, it's. It's tough. It's a tough market and a tough industry to break into, but I think you guys have done a bang up job uh, getting your name out there. And you know, initially, I would talk to people about Ezra Zion, and they're like, "What is that? Who are those guys? Well, yep. Well, where were they before? Well, they're, they're new to the market, and now you know, I encounter <laughs> a lot of people that already know the story, and, and that's a cool thing.
1: Yeah, that's a very cool thing. And uh, I mean, like I said before, people in the cigar industry smoker to manufacturer just i mean the, the the greatest people you can ever come across so uh it's been a, a very warm uh reception for us and and uh we've just been able to uh meet just absolutely quality folks that have really helped us and and uh we we appreciate it and our wives appreciate it
2: and <laughs> yeah I imagine. It, and, and and that's all, what counts all the <laughs> proceeds from all as resigned sales go to feed the hungry children yeah, of, of you three guys.
1: That's right. Yeah, and they're they're pretty hungry. They eat a lot, especially
2: my two year old.
1: Man, the kid can eat.
2: <sighs> All right, so let's get into these emails real quickly because we're down to about the fifteen minute mark here. Uh oh. Yeah. Got- fire. So we can uh, hit the first one here, uh, and I only, we actually got a great number of emails this week, so you guys, thanks a lot, and keep them coming. Uh, we appreciate those, and of course, this month, all the emails that come in get put into the entry for, or get an entry into the, the giveaway we're doing, uh, which will be pulling a name or a number out of a hat on the May 31st show. But uh, anyway, the first one's from Alex Hampton. Uh, he was wondering if uh, we could kind of kick around the idea of, Cooler doors and what we thought about them and putting one together and and do they work, do they not work? What what are the things to know? Uh, If we can do that kind of quickly, do either one of you guys do that?
0: I used to. Back in the day, I I had, I don't know, one of these massive coolers, 150 quarts, something like that. And um, uh, I just went straight, nice and simple through boxes. Of cigars in the cooler with beads, and that was it. I know that, uh, um, that someone, uh, uh, well, numerous people have commented in the past about how, you know, you should uh, go out and buy some Spanish cedar and actually uh, adhere it to the walls of the cooler so it becomes an actual humidor itself. But, um, I, uh, I, I really do think that you can just let that cooler be uh what it what it is and what it does best a sealed isolated environment that you can put your cigars in and uh have them have a nice long happy life don't think you need to do much
2: no same here i i didn't break apart boxes or buy cedar or anything i actually still have one that's active um if you leave them in the boxes they're already surrounded by cedar if you grab a tray or whatever if you want and i i Normally, just use mine for box storage. I don't put singles in there, but it certainly wouldn't be any harm in doing so outside of handling. If you find yourself in and out of it quite a bit, you're probably going to damage some singles if you got them laying around loose in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Use beads. You mentioned kitty litter. I've never even tried that it it just didn't appeal to me and i have a large supply of beads that i've had for many years and work just fine you know here in florida we have to actually take a lot of humidity out of the air sometimes Uh, you know even in a house if your doors are open quite a bit the humidity can be rather high so i I use uh, a couple of different kinds of beads uh, predominantly heartfelt beads Uh, not not to plug a brand but that's where mine came from and i've had them for years and they're still just chugging away no problems at all every time i pop the thing open it's sitting on 65 and they're 65 percent beads so i got no complaints um,
0: the um <clears throat> just to briefly touch on the science with the kitty litter um i know the uh <laughs> i'm sorry the chat room on SigFed just had a rather inappropriate and quite hilarious comment so i'll uh try to strike that from my mind and maintain a bit of my uh Integrity here. Um, uh, I I know that some of the issues with um, kitty litter or some of the questions have been the uh, ability to hold an accurate regulation. Um, Kitty litter will do the same thing, in my understanding, that the beads will do, whereas it will be active humidification. It will release as well as absorb. Um, But some of the more premium bead manufacturers... I know for a fact the uh, Cigar Science um, uh, humidity bead system, which is available at um, Cigarmony.com, I know that that is a a very, very precise humidification system, only regulating to within 2% um, one direction or another, whereas some of the other options that are available that are two-way humidity systems might be as much as 5%. Um, so if you have 70% beads, you might get as dry as 65 or as moist as 75. Um, so I, I, I don't know the exact specs on kitty litter. I know it does work. I know it is less expensive. Um, but I also do know that it's something you need to be much more educated about rather than just kind of a set and forget, just buy one product once without doing your homework. Um it just something to consider.
2: Yeah the 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 beads were developed originally for museums that needed very specific humidity controls for paper documents and whatnot. Correct. And so they can be tuned to a very specific uh, humidity and they they function both ways as long as you don't saturate them. If you pile them up in a bowl and fill that bowl with water, you're going to get 100% humidity in your container. You need to follow yeah. the directions, you know, you, you, roughly half of them or a little more need to be clear, the rest white and and then they will Reach an equilibrium uh, shortly. Uh, moving on, we got Bruce Stark, uh, who we know as Andex from the Dog Watch days. Uh, he had a couple of questions. One for you, Craig. Uh, did you find anything else out about Essencia being distributed through Toronto? As <laughs> a third reminder,
0: I uh, I, I think that uh, third reminder. I think that's just the second. I think that's the first reminder. The second comment. <laughs> oh Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I remember you and I spoke about this maybe uh, I don't know three weeks ago when we had one question for Mark regard oh probably longer than that probably six weeks ago regarding your Paleo that uh, unfortunately had a bit of a malfunction uh, and you and I both said there was another question we were supposed to to ask Mark what the heck was that well. Thanks, Andex, for that reminder. We'll, uh, I'll get right on that this week, and I'll see if I can get your response by next show. So, uh, I'll, I'll take, I'll, uh, I'll have a, a bit of egg on my face for that one. I, uh, I have dropped the ball and not gotten that response. I'll reach out to Mark.
2: Okay, well, let let me jump in here and kind of break this segment up in half, and we might want to. Give up some final thoughts or a wrap up on the tantrum and and let maybe let Kyle go on his way. I don't want to tie him up; just kind of hanging out, and being <laughs> bored to death. Because um, I know I'm it good. Is. Oh, you're wonderful. I'm no. good. No,
1: I'm just I'm just chilling, man. Do 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 your thing. It's
2: better to listen, right? That's why, that's why you got two ears and one mouth, eh? That's right. right.
0: <laughs> Oh, I can hear the comments in the chat room already about yeah. how I need to learn that.
2: All right. Well, let's, let's finish up with Andex. He had another question, and I'm going to read this uh, real quickly here. Someone gifted him a La Primadura Emperor Maduro 8.5 by 50. Holy crap. Um <laughs> that's like an A in it anyway not sure how it had been stored but he gave him two and he decided to smoke one on his commute home which is about 3 hours it says the first third burned okay not great but not bad had a few relights but not 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 awful uh, but by the time he hit the second third of that cigar it was everything he could do to even keep it lit and if he let it you know sit uh, you know, undrawn for 10 seconds it would go out just entirely and after quite a few uh, relights, he said it, it just hit the center lane of a northbound I-75. He was just tired of fighting with it, and he pulled out another smoke, and everything was fine for the rest of the way home. But he had that second one and asked if um, if there's any if we had any suggestions before he smokes that second one to maybe make that a little better experience. And I, I don't know specifically. I mean, I don't know what the problem was with the cigar. It, it just it happens at, at times. Uh, you know, could have been too wet, not want to stay lit. Could have been any number of different things. So I, outside of making sure the humidity's straight for a while before you light it up, I don't know what else you can do.
0: Well, I think I think you hit on the hit it on the head um, right there with the humidity levels outside or in your smoking environment. Um, I have time and time again commented that I usually don't nub most of my cigars. Um, because it just seems as if the cigars become way too spongy, difficult to keep lit. They burn erratically when they get to the end, and um, uh, I was sitting at IPCPR a few years back, and a gentleman commented to me, "Well, where do you live?" And I I talked to him about where I lived and how I had experienced this recently a lot. And he said, "Well, it's summer. You live in a humid location." and you smoke slowly. Don't you think that it could be that your cigar is just absorbing a lot more of that moisture um, than it normally would have? And so you're, you're heating it, you're in a humid environment, and then all of a sudden you're questioning why the cigar is behaving differently. It just makes so much sense that perhaps that cigar is being affected by the environment that you're in. And I think that More often than not, that is the case when it comes to a cigar that's burning well, behaving properly, has great construction, and then all of a sudden it can't stay lit. Um, I'm sure there are other factors, but I think that's probably the most common one uh, that causes this issue. And if he's driving down the road, I don't know if uh, the window is open, if it was a humid day, or if perhaps he had his car on recirc. Um, and it kept that uh, environmental humidity of him just being in the car and recirculated it and generated more. But I would venture to say that might have been his issue there. And if he's going to light up that second one, maybe do it in a little more controlled environment.
2: Yeah, and and it may just be, I mean, that particular blend reacting with the humidity more so than normal as well. And that may be why the other cigar was fine, that at least for some amount of time was stored the same uh, as, as the one that smoked properly.
0: Yeah. Yep. And uh aren't, you know I short of any additional comments on that one. Um we uh we have an additional email from uh Steve Drou I believe Dural, that's how he uh, okay. Uh, thank you. Um he uh he just commented that he seems to have noticed that we have both mentioned on the show that we enjoy um, cigars with wrappers of a uh, Mexican origin, and he's wondering if we had any other recommendations or thoughts on uh, Mexican tobacco that we enjoy. Um, I know that I racked my brain a little bit since he sent this email over, and I thought of a couple of them. Um, and uh, right away, I I realized that a lot of the Mexican tobacco, a lot of the Mexican cigars that I've enjoyed. Um, aren't necessarily large production numbers. Um, I thought that was a little interesting, and then uh, I thought a little bit more about some of the things that might be uh, more regularly available and um, came up with a couple of those. Um, First and foremost, um, we smoked on the show a couple weeks ago that one-off production from Tatuaje, the Mexican Experiment, um, which I know we both really enjoyed, thought it had a really unique profile to it, um, I also, uh, thought another one might be the Granabano Azteca. Um, and why <clears throat> I don't have my notes in front of me. Oh, the, uh, the third one was, and Kip, correct me on this one, but I believe the Murcielago had a Mexican wrapper on it. Is that correct?
2: I don't recall right offhand, but I know Eddie Ortega's, uh, the lines he's put out. Uh, under his own uh, banner the, the Serie d maduro has a good mexican point wrapper.
0: yeah good point
2: and also made by my father and that uh, i that's actually the only other thing i could add to what you're saying is that Serie d maduro i like those quite a bit they, they have a little more bite to them than something like that mexican experiment we we uh, smoked like, that you mentioned a couple of weeks ago um but i i enjoy them quite a bit and the the little number seven i think it is is the 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 name of that cigar its like a Corona ish kind of size. Uh, and, uh, his torpedo, which I don't recall the number, maybe a 10, um, uh, both fantastic smokes.
0: Hmm. Well, the, uh, the only other one that, that, um, comes to mind and now it is just left my mind. Oh, the La Roloba. There's a, a Mexican selection, La Roloba that, uh, um, you may want to seek out. I don't have a lot of experience with that cigar. Kyle, you, you mentioned that you like a lot of Pete stuff. Is that specific to Pete, or have you uh, branched into any of the uh, specific um, uh, Pepin-branded cigars, specifically that La Ruloba Mexican selection? Are you familiar with that?
1: No, I have not had that one, but uh, I will tell you anybody that can pull off a good blend with uh, with that particular wrapper that's a feat because that is a hard wrapper to blend with. So, um, you know, a number of those cigars are, uh, to me, a cut above because, uh, you know, just kind of being somewhat familiar with the process of working with that leaf. That thing is just a, that's a nightmare. So to pull mm. off a good blend, they just destroy blends and you, you kind of get down the road a little bit on them and take one little wrong turn and the blend just collapses. So, uh, That's kind of my perspective is, you know, trying to corral that beast. When you get it right, it's just there's nothing better. Um, So that's kind of a little hint, hint, wink, wink on uh, maybe something we could talk about next month.
0: Oh, there it is. That's what I was hoping for. (laughs) Quick note out of the chat room is uh, Zedman is commenting that the 2009 and 2010 uh, Oliva v. Maduros had a Mexican Maduro wrapper on him.
2: Yes, they did, and we have those coming up, don't we, in our uh, vertical tasting.
0: Yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be a good one. So just a quick little intro into some Mexican tobacco readily available and not-so-readily-available discussions. But uh, nonetheless, thought that might be might be a good one to hit up for you.
2: Yeah, and if anybody comes across more of those <clears throat> Mexican experiments floating around out there, buy them, and I will pay you for them. <laughs> I, <laughs> Man, I love that cigar, and I hate the fact that it was so limited. And I have one left, I think. Anyway. Well, t-
0: Steve's uh, second comment um, is uh, something I wish we could have a lot more time to discuss. But um, what do you want
2: to? You want to save that for next week because that is a, a good topic.
0: Yeah, perfect. I think that's a great idea. Do we uh, do we want to hit up Enzo's comments, or also save that one for next week?
2: Yeah, we'll save that for next week too. All right. We are at 2 hours and I, we've rushed quite a bit in the last few minutes and I don't, I don't want to rush over things we we should cover more more thoroughly.
0: Well, it's uh it's nice to have a, a lot of um listener support, a lot of listener emails and uh all I can say is keep them coming, guys. I had a, a rather tough week at work and my phone would buzz and I'd get an email and I'd check it and I'd read something on Half Ash, and all of a sudden I'd become more productive throughout my day. So I know the people whose houses I'm building right now appreciate it, and I certainly appreciate it too. So there you go. So keep them coming. We had a blast, and uh, we'll get to the rest of you and the rest of these comments here uh, next week.
2: Yeah, I will uh, throw in there um, (laughs) that last little line that Enzo put in his email that his wife calls us the young Bob and Dale. (laughs) <laughs> I took it as such a huge compliment and I'm not taking it any other way I don't care how it was meant that's what I'm taking it. well that,
1: that begs the question which one's Bob and which one's Dale
0: oh that's pretty obvious I'm a, a less curmudgeon Bob and Dale is uh, a slightly younger <laughs> and Dale and Kip is a slightly younger Dale <laughs> just slightly <laughs> slightly
2: younger uh, Dale, Dale's got like 10 or 12 years on me at least
0: Oh, I doubt that. You're over forty; it all blends together.
1: I am forty, and just like, <laughs> everybody to, over forty—you all look the same to me.
0: <laughs> exactly, I'm right there with you, Kyle.
2: <laughs> uh, ah, squeaks, yum. Pipsqueak. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, I got to be the curmudgeon now.
0: Well, yeah, I, uh,
2: you I, bunch I of s-
1: rockatalkas.
2: <laughs> Well played, well played. All right, so we want to hit this tantrum one more time. What are you, what are you thinking nowadays?
0: Well, I uh, I lit up the second one here, and I'm going to continue smoking this, I think, and uh, maybe catching up on some work that I busted out on earlier today because I didn't want to get home too terribly late for the show. But I, I want to say that I love this size. I really love the complexity that the cigar brings. Um, and the overall flavors that it has are right up my alley. Uh, Kyle, before you join the Hangout, I will, I will admit, as God is my witness, I was not saying the kindest of things about the initial spice on this. I was scared for my life that I would not be able to handle it. But uh, that spice did nothing more than catch my attention and realize that I was smoking something that was going to be enjoyable. And that's how the first cigar... Continued on and ended, and that's how the second cigar has uh, been progressing thus far. Enjoyable, worthy of wanting to seek out, and anxious and uh, uh, very very excited of the official release of these bad boys. So,
2: yeah, I, I think you guys absolutely hit the nail on the head with with the the thought behind the blend and the philosophy of putting out you know a good solid. Uh, a, a big smoke and a little cigar. I mean, it's it's it, it's that kind of enjoyable, uh, spicy cigar, and and it was very bold, but sized appropriately that you are not going to be overwhelmed with it. It's just going to be enjoyable. That first, you know, three quarters of an inch of the the one I had tonight was so. Um, bright and and i would not say brash as i have with some other cigars because it never got into that territory it was just a a little little smack in the face to say hey i'm here (laughs) but but it never went over the boundary of me thinking oh this is this is too much It, it 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 was just entirely enjoyable and i still have to say this this reagan is an excellent pairing with that cigar and an excellent follow-up. It, it brought out the sweetness in this cigar like you just cannot believe. Just a, a, a gingerbread kind of sweetness just made it that much better. And, you know, it's a cigar that I already know and love and enjoy and, and make a trip to Tampa pretty regularly to pick up a few of them. And it, it, it just made it that much better.
1: Hmm. Very cool, man. I appreciate that uh, feedback, gentlemen. But, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that uh, we didn't realize, I don't think we got into it, but, the, you know, the story behind the cigar was, you know, kind of like that first baby that's born, it changed your life, it's sweet, it's beautiful, and, you know, all that stuff, and you know, your heart's just just overwhelmed with, you know, adoration, and then 3 o'clock in the morning comes, and it's it's screaming, and, you know, it's, it's in your face, and it's loud, and it's all that, and so that's why we needed it with the tantrum, because, you know, I, we all have kids, we can all relate to that, so that was kind of our our analogy to use for this cigar, you know, it's, it's small, it's cute, you know, it's, it's cuddly, but, uh, I mean, it, it, it just reaches up and grabs a hold, no doubt. So it's
2: awesome. I like it. I dig it. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I I do too. I, I love that description. I think that that should be like wood burned onto the inside of the boxes. I, I think that so many people would, you buy a box, you read that and you just go, man, these are normal guys who are doing what they love, and I get that. That is me. I could be the yeah. guy who comes up with this cigar. I love it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I said, you know, Chris says this all the time. It's not just three guys. It's three families behind Ezra Zion, and and uh, you know, we're all family men, and you know, we, I hate to say it, you know, change the dirty diapers and do the whole good husband, good dad thing, and and uh, so, you know, our my kids at least hit us up hit me up all the time about, you know, when are you going to do a cigar for me? When are you going to do a cigar for me? I'm like, well, here's your cigar. It's called a tantrum, <laughs> aptly named. <laughs>
0: uh, that's good. I love it. Well, thanks, Kyle, for being on the show tonight. You've been a, you've been a trooper. You've been entertainment, and you've uh, you fit right in. Anytime you guys want to come back, you especially, we can forget about those other yahoos. Yeah, good uh,
1: plan, good plan.
0: <laughs> no, in all seriousness, we have a good time when we have good people on that we're that we're laughing with and enjoying ourselves. So, um, consider this an open invitation, honestly. And I think I speak for Kip with that.
2: Absolutely, cool.
1: Well, it's been my pleasure, gentlemen. The show is great, and uh, it's it's an honor to have you guys on SigFed. I mean, you guys are are doing a tremendous service to the industry, and uh, you need to go to IPCPR.
0: Yeah, I know. I uh, I will not be there this year, but Kip will be. Uh, will be taking up the torch. I sincerely hope. Am I letting Kip. the cat out of the bag? And no, come on, uh, Kip. That's uh,
2: positive peer pressure. Uh, no, there's no peer pressure. I've already made travel arrangements oh. and got it all lined up.
0: Awesome. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Kyle. Um, you know, just to to put the word out there, uh, one final time, guys, hit up cigarfederation.com. Um, nights like tonight, the second Friday of every month, you can, uh, participate in the live broadcast of this show, make fun of us on the, on the, uh, the rude, crude fun and, and raucous, uh, chat room where, uh, there's a a smattering of guys who, uh, are loyal listeners, have a lot of laughs and enjoy the, the live broadcast of the show. Um, we'd love to have you on there with us and uh, participate on that great location. So, and,
2: and um, not only the second Friday. Whenever we happen to be recording in the other weeks, I usually stick it up there too. It's, it's running live. The chat room's running all the time, 24/7. Uh, if you happen to be on the site and there's some other guys there, it's going. Um, but um, you know, whenever we're recording at a similar time every week, I'll go ahead and put the box up, and it's going. That's,
1: so that's a, good a very point. cool. Very cool. Hey, I want to say to everybody watching, thanks for, thanks for tuning in to our uh, crazy discussion here, uh, and for watching every week on on SigFed. Uh, it's uh, it's very cool. Like I said, to be able to have the camaraderie and the you know the cyber herf that technology affords us now. So thanks to you, we honor you, we appreciate you, and have a good night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't steal our outro here. Oh, Come sorry, on. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Well, folks, be sure to check us out on iTunes. You know, we uh we've kind of alluded to it in the past, but we are available. Um, search for Half Ashed. Uh pretty simple. We'd love it if you would uh provide some feedback or review, some comments uh if they're good and if they're bad, you can email those to uh what about a com. That's where the bad reviews go. Just so you know. Uh <laughs> and on that note, head on up to uh, the oh, – I said Cigarmony again, didn't I? Yes, you did. <laughs> oh, on it. Well, email, either way, that's fine. Just
1: email them to prez at whitehouse.gov. <laughs> <laughs> I do.
0: Well, <laughs> head on up, folks, to uh, com. I uh, I met Kip through going to com. I've grown to respect Kip and I've realized that, uh, my goodness, that man has so much more knowledge than I have. Head on up to Cigar Me. You might be able to, uh, to gleam a little bit of that off of him like I do. So, and it's a darn entertaining site with great cigar reviews, honestly. No,
2: the, the, the trick is just to make stuff up. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, that's entirely the, my spiel. My side, and I can make it up if I want to. Perfect. <laughs> now, you can, um, uh, going back to the iTunes thing, if you go to Cigar Federation and click the little across the top of the very top of the screen, this, there's a menu up there. If you click on the shows, it'll give you a little synopsis of uh, us and our sister show on there, Cigar Chat, uh, which is on there most Thursday nights as well. Um, similar show in some respects, but very different than others. They they usually have a guest most weeks, and uh, do some some great shows. You can certainly check them out too. Uh, but you can find the link to iTunes there on the little description page, the half-ash page uh, on the Scar federation. And um, like Craig said, if you like the show, leave us a good review on iTunes. If you don't, just keep it to yourself. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you can send us an email at kip at com or craig at com. And uh, also, I'll throw this out there. I got an email this week. Somebody had sent to just kip at com. Those do come to me now that I managed to uh, come into possession of that domain. I've set up some forwarding addresses. So if you make if you make that mistake, it still gets to me. Don't worry about that at all. And, and you can actually just go to cigarmi.com Now it forwards on to the original site. Uh, they're mirrored up. Um, so coming up next week, we got the Quesada Oktoberfest uh, from 2011 as our cigar of the week. And we'll have another uh, Another guest, uh, Will Cooper, who's known worldwide as Cigar Coop. Uh, he, he does a, a phenomenal blog that we've talked about quite a bit, actually, in recent weeks. Uh, I have a huge amount of respect for William, or for Will. Uh, I've met him a couple of times. Just a great guy, uh, uh, an amazing palate. And he does some, I don't know, I'm running out of good words here, some just outstanding reviews and articles. <laughs> and, and he's just. Uh, I don't know. He's, he's come on strongly in the past couple months with some just, uh, I mean, unbelievably good writing. Some some great articles, and he's he started a weekly uh, little news report, and it just he's really got his finger on the pulse of the cigar world. And I appreciate him a lot. And we're going to have him on, and he's going to be smoking that same Quesada with us. I, I got a I got one up to him in time, so uh, we're good to go there. And that that cigar is uh a favorite of mine uh, and i'm now getting down to the bottom of the stash i'd put aside um i have not yet started on the the most recent release they put out but hopefully they'll be uh, very much the same and just as good
0: well i uh i'll i'll bookend that by saying all those good things i said about kip i mean them more for cigar Coop. So there you go.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what you meant to say. I that's
0: what you. I meant to say. Sorry about that.
2: I'm cool with that.
0: No, uh, Will's a good guy. He's uh, he's been someone that I've uh, been able to enjoy his work, and I have to say, I enjoy his work from a journalistic uh, background too. He's not just in the cigar world doing reviews, but he's he's breaking cigar news. He's getting into the nitty gritty. Of releases and information and background stories, so it's um it's one of the few sites that's out there to me that really uh, does that and does it well, and I appreciate that. I like the well round or the full well-rounded approach to the industry, not just the reviews, not just the discussion and the the uh, opinion pieces, but also the fact. I love it. So, and uh, I'll uh, I'll close out the show by saying it's been a couple weeks since I've uh, Mention the people who I really appreciate for uh, allowing us to be able to do what we do and allowing us to be able to wake up every morning with a smile on my face. And so today I just want to say, Kyle, Chris, the Don, uh, this show's for you guys. I really appreciate all that you've done to help us out and uh, really look forward to having a relationship that moves on forward in this fine, fantastic lifestyle we know and love called Cigars. Hope to sit down with you in person, shake your hand, and uh, enjoy a cigar in the future. So, thank you for that, and for everybody who's listening. Thank you very much for listening, tuning in, being part of Cigar Federation, the Cigar Me, and most of all, Half Ashed. Thanks for listening to episode 14. My name's Craig Schneider. That's Kip Fisher, and we are very, very pleased you were able to spend your evening with us here. Have a great night, and uh, be well. I'm the
2: cat
0: hey.
1: I'm a breath of smoke from your last drag, I'm a dollar that's been spent, a battle that's been fought, here I am, the man that time.